argue with. It's like, don't be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say anything after that. Like, that's, no. that's well, the end all argument right there. But how do you know they're going to be happy? Because everything that's there. What's there? Trees? Trees. Grass. Oh, dude. Let, let, first off, California. Not only There's do we, Californians there. A ton. And uh, honestly, for me as an artist and a, a leather craftsman, they have no idea what's coming. Period. Like when I went there and I went to all the saddle shops and the leather shops that were there, which there was only one leather supplier. So that for me is a major opportunity because I've been wanting to break into leather supply here in Southern California. Excuse me, here wow. in Southern California. But so you want to break into actually selling the supplies, the supplies. Yeah. Oh, you have no idea. Cause I have like, no, I have no idea. That's why I'm asking the question. Yeah. That's what I want to do. So <laughs> it, with all the followers I have, I want to say that almost half of my followers are other leather artists that are trying to, See how I do things. They're trying to like that, that take, make, that take your sense. skills. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done like YouTube how-to videos? Or are you trying to keep your like skill I'm, level like so secret? If I do it, so this is how I figured it out. Mm -hmm. If I do it, I'm gonna do it where if you see me coloring, which is kind of my thing, I'm gonna do like speed coloring. Like, okay, I'm about to load my airbrush, and it's like, and then be done. Just blurry. Yeah. Not a step by step. Yeah. Not a step by step, well, and then it'll yeah, be like, here's the that review. Make, that makes sense. A lot of competitors. Yeah. Well. Well, that, I mean, your leather work to me is, is, is very uh, different than others that I've seen. Like your coloring and stuff on the leather is kind of wild. Like, you know, like where oh, there's, yeah. so it, it would be hard to show somebody. That's why w when we talked about, um, your apprentice, we'll call her the other day. Da, da, da. Oh, I was like, so you're essentially teaching somebody all of your skills that will eventually become to be a comp competition for you. Well, not really. But sort of. Maybe a little bit. Like, because all we're, we'll, I'll say it's a woman. All we're training her to do is really assembly. Things yeah. that I need extra help with. Yeah. Good morning, Eric. Hello. What up? <laughs> Wow, that was like super creepy, super but almost creepy. cute. Right. Like I kind of got my, my pants got tighter, but I was a little scared. Uh, good. How are you doing, sir? You look great today. Are we recording, by the way? We are recording, by the way. He looks extra thin today, too. Yeah, he looks real cute. Flex. Were you? Did you hang out with like anything, like any kind of like My, my Little Pony or anything like this weekend? Hello, Kitty. You look like you did. Tory Pines Golf Course. Oh. They didn't even have a miniature Did they have essential oils? <laughs> Captain Essential? <laughs> Why would you bring up essential oils after <laughs> golf? When you, when you came in the shop, did you see his giant air conditioning unit? No. Well, he's a giant like swamp cooler air conditioning unit that you roll around the shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. puts essential oils in there, so it smells like a stripper's butthole in there all day. And gasoline. What does a stripper's butthole smell like? Yo, you'll smell it in a bit because it's getting a little warm. He's going to turn it on right now. <laughs> For him, he's like, it's peppermint and a almond oil. <laughs> does glitter have a smell? Like <laughs> It's called essential oils. <laughs> does, does glitter have a smell? Does rolled up wadded $100 bills have a taste? I, I remember when I was, I was probably like, I don't know, 21. Yeah, I was probably 21. And me and my buddy, we came down the hill here because when we were living in a spare, we came down to San Bernardino and we went to a, a strip club. And on the way home, like I smoked, he didn't smoke, you know. And on the way home, he's like, hey, go, go ahead and smoke in the car. Blow the smoke on me. I don't want to go home smelling like strawberries and shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's going to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, cool. I mean, that's fun. I never had that problem. You never been to the strip club? 
No, I did. I, I, I exposed myself to that. But You I, exposed yourself at the strip club? It's <laughs> <laughs> on a whole other level it's now. Amateur yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Pee Wee Herman had nothing on me. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody goes to the strip club. No, not Pat. <sighs> yeah, but... They don't have a lot of dude strip clubs. <laughs> oh, my. If, you, if you're in New, if you're in New Mexico, they do. Oh, New Mexico. Oh yeah, no, there's there was one. This is a, he's our Albuquerque native, right yeah. here. Are you really? I live in Albuquerque. So you for know, so, so I I would. So I went there for some like raves and stuff when I used to DJ. <laughs> oh yeah, and someone's like, "Hey, we gotta go to this club. We gotta go to this club." I've never been there before. I don't know what it's like it in Albuquerque. Yeah, it's Fantasy World. No, no, no. This is, this is, it was called. No, it was the dude one. It was called Gear and Gas Works. Oh, wait, no, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. So there's a strip club out there that has, it's, it's a regular, you know, just a women's strip or women dancers. Yep. But then inside there too, when you walk in, there's like a little, it's a little shop where you can buy like stripper gear. Yep. Stripper gear. (laughs) Like what, like G strings or. Dude, all costumes, heels. Oh, wow. You name it, it's there. And then it's. (laughs) They have like fandom equipment. (laughs) But then there's there's a dude there's a dude like like where it's dude dancers like you walk in one door it's dudes and then you walk down the main hallway and then you're you know titty city yeah but, titty <laughs> city yeah but like the other, like if you go the other way don't do it <laughs> no nah, don't but, do it no nah, there there wasn't there wasn't many so this one's new to me but yeah. not like I was like where are all the dudes at? <laughs> the titty city is new to you you knew it's all on the other side For, first off you have to understand that when I was there was, we're talking about like late nineties. Okay, that was a little before me. Yeah. yeah. I was 2002, 2003 is when I moved out there. I got to tell you the story. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let me tell you the story. Let's hear the story. So <laughs> we, I go there. So this guy that I that I met, I don't remember. You remember back in the day you could go to um, Blockbuster Video and then they had all the music listening stations where you could listen to the album before you bought it? Do you remember that? Yes. At, at yes. Blockbuster? Yeah, Blockbuster. Or like Warehouse. Yeah, whatever. Warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Blo- no, I but I remember Blockbuster because it's close by. Sam Goody. And yeah, 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 they yeah, started yeah, doing yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, which was when stupid. When you say Blockbuster, I think of the movie rental place. Well, that's what it was. It was oh, the same could, thing. They, they sold did music. both. And music. Yeah. But not where I lived. Oh. Well, Hesperia. Yeah, bro. You hear that, Lacey? Well, Hesperia. Lacey. Emmett. Lacey. So, anyway. Lacey. Hesperia. I went into this place. No worries. I went into this place, and I was listening to some music, and I... Started listening to some rave music or whatever, you know. And this Did dude, you do the dance? Like, were no, they like, throw, like spinning around total, nipple tassels Let and me shit? tell you something. Dancing back then at raves was totally different than it is now. How big were your I, junkos? I, I look at him and I don't see rave. Like I could see I it. I can't picture it. Like, Imagine so him hard. wearing fucking 27-inch junkos. You have to, first off... <laughs> Yep. See, it just ha- not, no. it just popped into your head no, right there. No, I, did, I mean that's funny, you but no. Even were, you see wearing, his were you wearing the Elmo backpack? No, bunch of bracelets. No, no he I wasn't had that guy. Elmo on his head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't Fuck. that guy. I wasn't that guy. But uh, it was more like um, I don't even want to go down that road. Okay, so <laughs> it's, it, it, it opens me up to get blasted so much. I just, oh, I, I'm know. not even ready. Like I'm, I, I have to have more of this. Whatever this coffee is, eleven Bravo coffee. Eleven, eleven Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. Say, I got to have more of this before mm-hmm. I start getting to get blasted by you two right now. Yeah. So sorry, we were on it. We woke up on the right side of the bed this morning. Not me. So anyway, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to music and I'm kind of getting down. And this dude leans, leans over and he takes his headphones off on one side. And he says something to me, and I saw him like mouthing something, but I didn't, whatever. So I look over and I take my headphones off, and he's like, "Oh, you like this dude music?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's cool. You know, you should listen to this album." Disky Odo. So, yeah. So then all of a sudden it was like a little mini bromance, right? So we start talking back and forth, and he's like, "Oh, do you DJ?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I DJ." And he starts asking me, "Oh, what do you spin?" And I st- we 
anyway, we go off on that. Morrissey. So about, I don't know, we start hanging out. I go to his crap-ass apartment. Yeah. I should have known then when there's blankets on the window, there's, there's, there's oh. something up, but I didn't think anything of it. There's blankets on the window. There's meth in the room. Blankets dude, are tinfoil. Dude, yep. I, did, tinfoil. I did not think a thing of it. I'm just thinking, dude, just like me, you stay up till 3, 4 in the morning, you know, and then you go to bed around 6 or 7 o'clock, and then you sleep through the day, and you do the club life, right? But So that's all I kept thinking about. He sleeps through the day, and that's why he has blankets on the window. Well, anyway, so four or five weeks go by, you know, we've been hanging out and I don't really notice anything odd about him, but I start noticing he's a little, um, how should I say this? It's not going to piss everybody off. A little sugar in the tank? Le he's a little limp-wristed. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, 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 uh. Lighten the loafers. He was, trying to, he was yeah. trying to reel you in. He's got oh, the, he was working the yeah. mystery. He's got, he's got, this is going. Dude, he has got some pixie in his dust. You know what yeah. I mean? So anyway, uh, so he says, Hey man, I got this, we got this badass thing going on. It's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he's, he hands me this flyer. I was like, all right, cool. He's like, we need another DJ. I was like, oh, okay, sweet, man. He's like, how much do you charge? I was like, uh, for an hour and a half set, 500 bucks. 500 simple. or 100? 500. Nice. So back then, I was, that was dank money. Yeah. So, Still is. <laughs> yeah, hour and a half for 500 oh, bucks. And that's, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm not a math magician, but that's, that's no. like 350 bucks an hour. Yeah. I, I was, <laughs> I'm going to fucking I go was, get me some spin tables. I was living the life. Anyway, so, we uh, and now I do leather. <laughs> yeah, and now I do leather and look like this. So, um, <laughs> so we go out to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and wound up staying at this dude's house. We first he says, "Oh, I'm going to pay for the trip to get you out to the event and the whole thing." And I'm like, "All right, cool." So I meet him up at his spot, and then all of a sudden we drive down to Oceanside, and I'm like, "What are we doing here?" He's like, "Oh, we're going to take the bus." I was like, "Hold up, what? We're going to take the bus?" like to the airport God. and he goes, no nah, man, we're going to take the Greyhound out there. It's cheaper. Dude. And I'm like, Oh bro. That's a two day trip on a bus. Oh, easy, easy. So I, I you know, I said, like, you know what? I'm, I'm up for an adventure. I'm not even paying for it. This is supposed to be the alleged all expenses paid thing. And I'm trusting the guy, you know, I'm a very trusting person. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I am. You really are. And so I've been in some weird predicaments with him where he's very trusting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that mean, means. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. So anyway, I'm going to I'm going to skip through all the other crap that came after. So let's just say we get there. So then apparently we're supposed to go to the venue. So we go to the venue at night and when we get there, all of a sudden I'm like, "Why aren't we getting in?" Oh no. Right, why is there a big ass line? Why are we why are we trying to go through the front door? Right? I'm asking him this. Oh, why you, are we? You were on a date. I don't know what the hell was happening. <laughs> so, so why are we trying to go through the back door? Because we're, we're the group yeah. of dudes. And one of the guys that was in our little group was carrying a case of records. So, I, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, okay, you know, I have my stuff. He has his stuff. Why are we going through the front door? This just seems odd. Right? So we finally get in. And I'm looking around. I'm like, okay. Was he holding your hand? You went to the gate? No, it was nothing like that <clears throat> yet. So, <laughs> the yet. <laughs> so as we get through, I'm like, okay. So we're finally in. I'm like, all right. So where's the booth? Where you know where I'm where I need to go set up at? Oh, you need to go talk to the bar guy. So I go talk to the bar guy. I was like, hey man, I'm one of the DJs doing the sets tonight. He goes, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm one of the DJs trying to do one of the sets tonight. He's like, you want a drink? I was like, no, dog, I, I don't want to drink. I want to go get set up. I'm supposed to be on in like, you know, 30 minutes. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Would you like a drink, though? 
I was like, holy crap. All right, I'll take a Red Bull. <laughs> so I'll take a Red Bull, and I'm walking around. So I'm leaning against the bar, and I'm looking around, and I see, you know, podiums. And this is where dancers are at. The go-go dancers. Oh. Yep. Nobody's dancing there yet. But as I get... I've watched the, he Shameless, turns, bro, it was I know what you're talking about. So, he literally, so then the guy comes, and he cracks it, and I, I turn around, and I grab the drink. And then as I'm turning around to look back up at the... At the floor, more people are coming in very quickly. Oh, I bet. Right? I look up at the boxes where these go-go dancers are, and it's two dudes all oiled down wearing tidy whities and, like, wolf boots or something covered yeah, in fur up to their knees. what's up. And that they is are, what's up. The wolf, you are, had me at wolf <laughs> boots, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I said. <laughs> I'm not even mad anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, for two seconds, I was like, well, okay, you know, raves. I mean, you know, that's hey. kind of a thing. I'm not, yep. gonna, but when you see two dudes and there's like no girls, I was like, man, there's a lot of dudes in here. And then all of a sudden I start seeing a lot of tight stuff. I'm like, <laughs> right. A lot of bulges. <laughs> Tons of it, man. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. And then I look over at the, at the bartender. The bartender was wearing overalls with no shirt, nipple showing the whole thing. He had his nipples no, you all jacked. could have just been in Iowa. Dude. Oh shit. Come on, man. I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> then I start putting two together and I was like, wait. Man, there was a lot of dudes in the line. I didn't see that many women, to be honest. Not even dressed like in a normal rave or nothing. Just, I think they're yeah. just out with their gay friends. And they start to realize, oh shit, I'm at a gay bar. Dun, dun, I think dun, I'm dun. at a gay bar. Oh snap. And then I start, <laughs> like, I, as soon as that happened, you know, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I don't know how to act. Because I'm that. awkward. That's, you know, like, is, I, it is I immediately feel awkward because I've, yeah. I've, I don't know how to, I don't want to, I don't want to be rude or mean or no, whatever. Exactly. Homophobic. It's all. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And, and it's not like I'm a good looking person where I'm going to even get hit on at all, but <laughs> I don't know why you feel that way. It's, it's like when a cop's driving behind you, you feel awkward. Mm-hmm. Like you're not doing anything fucking wrong. You're going the speed limit. You don't have any fucking guns today. You know, like you, you're fine, but you just feel awkward. Yeah. True. No, I don't know it what was that awkward. is. I don't It was know. awkward. I think it's just the generation we grew up in because it was when it like all kind of started coming out and yeah. you know, it was that mental stigma for it us was, you know it, see like for that whole area was but i didn't even know this so this is on the side of town apparently it was known for that in albuquerque mm-hmm. i don't know anyway so i walk over where i see the guys right that i came in with yeah and i see him at this little round table and i walk up to him and i'm talking like yo what's what is going on here guys like they said there's no show there's no rave they don't even my name's not on any roster and then he just, he's like, I can't hear you. Yeah, they're supposed to be having like an open, open booth night. You want a drink? What do you want to drink? And I was oh, like, I don't yeah. want nothing to drink. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, they go off to Here, the bar. take this pill. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have so, a good time. So one of the guys that was staying in the house <clears throat> with me, that was staying in the ha- with all these other guys, <laughs> he's across the table from me. Now, again, the table's maybe like three foot round, right? And he's just standing there, and I'm trying to have some small conversation with the dude. And he kind of winks and smiles at me. Yep. Granted, we're just having small talk. There is nothing sexual about what I'm saying whatsoever. You can't well, even misconstrue. You have heard your accent, AJ. You can't even misconstrued. Can't mi- Don't get me wrong. I know I was a very handsome-looking ginger back then. I was like a solid 35 pounds lighter, yeah. and I was just trim and mean. Dang. But Man done. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so this is what happened. You were one of them ginger bears. So I, I kind of like, as he does this wink and smile, I was like, oh, God. And I just roll my eyes, and I just slowly turn my body. And all of a sudden, I see, I thought it was a chick in, like, a leopard outfit, leopard mini skirt thing. Yes. Short hair. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. All right. So all of a sudden, turns around, total dude. Yep. 
right? Dude locks eyes with me and then just starts sashaying. I don't mean like full on attitude in the shoulders and the hips. Everything you could put in attitude on a man's body was walking over to my oh, table. Yeah. Okay. Sits, not sits, but stands across the table. The other guy finally walks away, stands there. And they're just, ha- this dude is just staring me down with this very awkward oh, half he, cock he's smile. Undress- he's undressing you with yeah, his eyes. A hundred percent. And I'm like, now I'm starting to feel a little weird. Yep. He was trying to grind his bulge oh, in your yeah. face. Pulls out a pen and writes what looks like on the back of one of the little skinny ripped off receipts from the, uh-huh. from the bar. Writes something on it, folds it in half, slides it over. Oh, you're trying to fuck. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, God. I know that move. Right. That's my and move. So, That's my move. That's my so move. you know, something inside me <laughs> said, what's going to happen here? So I open it up and I read it and it says this. If you ever are feeling so dirty, I will lick you clean. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. And I'm like, I literally, it. W- I was. I bet you felt so dirty right then. But I bet you, you kind of felt good at the same time. You're like, damn, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming this bitch a clean house. Dude, I've been looking. Yeah. I looked up by dudes and girls. Yeah, I know. What's up, I'm going to up in this place and clean house. I'm going to give me some sugar daddies. I'm, put, I'm putting the shake on both knees. So I put, so I put. I folded it back up and I slid it across the table and I just kind of like said, no, not tonight. (laughs) Not tonight. Yeah. So then I just, I walked away and I like tried to find some dirty, nasty corner near the bathroom and just sat there and just drank whiskey all night long trying to just smother. That's probably not a good thing. It's the worst thing you want to drink at is in the corner of a bathroom. And get that wasted because you don't know what's going to happen. Listen, at that point I was like, yo. Let I was, all your inhibitions go. I, I'm just like, listen, if I just go find some dark corner, it's thankfully enough. Doesn't that dark, the lights are off, right? The, da- the dark corner wound up being where some of the gay girls were. Uh, or not the gay girls, the straight girls who uh, had their gay girl friends. Gotcha. But they felt awkward in the same situation. Gotcha. That, that, Did you, you take know? anybody home then? No, on, I on didn't. I'm, bus? I'm, you know, it's weird. Did you take man. anybody on the ground bus with you? No, no. I, I just felt like, hey, I just, I just want somebody to have some mutual understanding, so I don't feel alone in this. Oh yeah, for in sure. This dark tunnel. <laughs> How did the drive home on the bus go? With oh, you have no idea. Friend. So when I realized what was happening, uh, then I realized the dude duped me, mm-hmm. and it just. By the time we made it back to the the place where we're staying, I was so angry. I like, I let every shred of humanity go. Yeah. Did you get butt naked and fight him? Nah. I decided. <laughs> every I, shred. Yeah, every. <laughs> <laughs> nah, instead I went the other direction and I just started. I calling. put on more clothes Dude, and didn't call, talk to him. Called him more names, stuffed my pants. Yeah. Just. Yeah, right. so I, I wasn't, I was never, I totally understand that. I, I went to, so when I moved back from Albuquerque, yeah. I, I just moved back to San Diego and um, I met I met up with some friends from Vegas to watch the Incubus concert down yeah. at um, I, who knows what it what it was then the down Chula Vista yeah the, the whatever theater that is cricket sleep train whatever oh yeah 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 I know which one you're talking about yeah so we we had left at, after the show was over and at, and at this time there was a big parade that I was unaware of uh, down in uh, the North Park area which is the Hillcrest which is known for the gay community and not a big deal. So whatever. I just wasn't familiar with the area. So we were just looking for a quick bar to, to drop into um, while we can still get some drinks in. So um, we, we just pick a bar just, just off, off the web, 
And then we pull up and I'm waiting for my other friends to get there. And as I'm sitting there outside this bar, I see, I see uh, this chick dressed in like a tube top, I guess, and like a short skirt and high heels and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was looking and I was like, damn, this chick's got a wide back. Like, right. Fuck. That's wide. And then as I'm, <laughs> as I'm going down, I'm like, Oh, this chick's got some big ass calves too. What the fuck? And I was right. like, this chick is huge. Because everybody shows up and everyone else is from it. And I was wondering why everybody kept asking, are you cool? Like, are you cool? I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, like what? You know, it's a bar. So, but it was just because the area and I mean, it was mostly girls and they all hang out. You know, girls yep. have no problem going anywhere. So I, I, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. So I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there like just looking at everybody like, why do all these chicks look so fucking huge? Like, oh, it's a huh. drag bar. Fuck. Oh, bro. I'm down for that. <laughs> oh, bro. That would probably be so fun. So I, we walk in. We walk in. And as I'm walking, I walk past the chick. And I'm just like, oh, shit. That's a dude. Yeah. I was like, fuck. What's I, up, beefcake? And I was like, God. <laughs> hey, Larry. I'm, I'm, home, I'm not his type because I cannot fight this dude off. Like, he's so <laughs> fucking big. If he's trying to get some chone chone, he's going to get it he's from me. He's getting that chone chone. <laughs> chone So then I go inside there. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's just a one-off little group right here. And we go inside, and then it was, I didn't realize it, but down here on Hillcrest, there was a gay pride parade. And so it had just ended, and so everybody had dispersed into the bars. So when we went inside there, it was the most magnificent thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, it was drag queens galore on stage singing uh, karaoke and I'm sitting there at the bar. I'm like, where the hell's a bar or a bartender? And I look over and like next to me, I realize there's two dudes just busting slobs. Like, uh, the, I mean, I'm talking like straddling. Like one was sitting on the bar stool and the other one was just straddling the other yep. one. And I mean, just, yeah. I mean, just, uh, I mean, I guess you can say balls deep <laughs> in the, in their mouths. And I was just like, all right. Like, <laughs> in their mouth. <laughs> and, you, and you know, you're trying, to, you're trying to respect everybody, you know, like, all right, that's the thing, you know, but like I've, I've, you know, it's kind it's of new awkward, to me, so I'm right? not trying to make them feel awkward. I yeah, feel awkward, sure. but I don't want to come off as an asshole, so I'm just like... Well, you're ah. in their world. Yeah, That's so their I'm, spot. Like, I'm yeah. like, fuck, you. you start popping off in a bar, you can get your ass beat by a bunch of gay dudes. Oh, and yeah, for sure. But have you, you ever... Have dressed you ever, in drag. Gay dudes dressed in drag, whooping your ass. I will say, I realized one of the dudes that was sitting on the lap next to me was a bartender, so he sees me, and I'm, as I'm looking around, like... Yo, With the your jaw the on the floor, probably. So he looks at me like, fuck, I'm a cock blocker. And he gets off the fucking dude, walks around the bar, and he's like, what can I get you? And I was like, fuck, at that time, I was, we are doing Jaeger bombs. So I was like, he was like, oh, try this. And he gave me root beer. Roofy bomb. With, <laughs> <laughs> root beer with uh, Jaeger. Oh, like yeah. one of those, uh, instead of Red Bull. Yeah. God, that's the most magnificent drink I've ever had. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, and I was like, well, this gay dude knows his shit. And I was Yo. like, fuck it. Yeah, see, they do. I, I've they been do. to the gay bar once. It, in this one in Riverside, when I first moved to Riverside, my friend Anthony, that ran chassis design at the time, yeah. um, he lived out here, and he was actually in my building that we are in now. And we went out one night, and he's like, "Where do you want to go? The gay bar or the straight bar, or whatever?" And you know, I was, it I was jokingly your was choice, like, gay bar, duh. And so we go, and it's called um, what is it called? Ah, fuck, I don't even know. It's called so we, the it's, gay it's bar. It's right down here in downtown. Like, um, so we go in, and we walk in, and I'm like, "Oh, we're fucking really in the gay bar. <laughs> this is the this is the gay bar." Welcome I thought he was town. fucking joking. Like, and yeah. you know, but again, like, I felt super. Not, I don't have any cool fancy stories because nobody likes me anyways. But, um, <laughs> it, it, I did feel super uncomfortable for whatever reason. I again, just I think it's a stigma. You know what I mean? It's true. But it, it, like when you some of the it, sometimes when you think about that, like. 
if you went to the gay bar and they're all dressed in drag and everybody's just dancing, having a good time, I bet you the energy, that like positive, fun energy is probably way better than going to the bar in fucking downtown where everybody's trying to tough guy each other with see who's got the taller socks and fucking better flat hat and shit. You know what I mean? Well, there's it's, a difference, man. Like for me in my situation, I was, I felt duped, right? Well, so your I was- situation's very weird. Right? But in the, yeah, in the situation- yeah, right. That, that okay. Looking for an opportunity rapey. to drop yes. the fucking Cosby. A hundred percent. I don't even want to get into other details that I should have. There's more details. Oh, oh there's saw, so saw many. A lot of penis. I'm willing to oh, bet he saw a lot of penis. How many penises? I know I saw. Can at you least. count them on one hand? <laughs> I can at count least. them at least on one hand. Were they oh, in man. front of you? Like, were they like, hey, check out my penis? Dude, if I say, I don't want to say, I only say, let okay, I'll say one. I'll say one. It's like the worst one. If I say at least the worst one, then I have to talk about the rest of them. But one dude jumped out of the bathroom with his dick in a penis pump, oh. fully just pumped out. And I was just like, and he goes like, hey, guys, look at this. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to vomit. And it was, <laughs> that's like, that was, a, that was a straw that broke the camel's back for me. Then I was just like, I just went through the whole house screaming at everybody. Like, it's no, just real bad, real bad situation for me. No, homo, I've seen a gang of penises that aren't mine. Like. Yeah, it just, but it's it like when you crowd, re- but when you realize in a situation you're like, okay, you know what? I think everybody in here is gay but me, and then they're doing this certain things, and you feel like duped the whole. Anyway, I don't want to go into it, but long <laughs> and short is it was there was some funny moments, but most of it was just like that was my first break into being like, ah, this is really uncomfortable, and ever since then it kind of left a little. Dude, I was thing for me. I was out. In, I was uh, I was in jail out in Albuquerque. Shout out to. Uh, the uh, MDC Metro Detention Center. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that's where he saw the penises. So, so that, that's the worst place to see uh, an unwanted penis, which is all of them. But I remember one night. All uh, of them, Lorenzo. So, so, <laughs> so me and my cousin, me and my cousin get, get, get uh, drug in there and uh, we get sent out to, uh, to SEG. It's kind of like where they, you stay for a couple of days sometimes until they classify you. And then you get sent out to your regular gen pop um, pods and stuff like that. And, um, we were up. We were upstairs. Okay, this is this is how weird it was. I'll I'll I'll, I'll go because it was a that was a fun stay this time. Uh, so me and my cousin were on the second level, and uh, we were kind of catacorned from each other. But on so I was on one side and he was on the other side where they where they meet. So he was on one side of the showers and I was on the other side of the showers. What were you doing to get there? Let's start the story from the beginning. Uh, nothing serious. I just had some warrants out. My cousin got pulled over because he freaked out when he saw a cop and he stopped halfway in the intersection of a stop sign intersection. And then he stopped, <laughs> tried to back up, and then he just went. And then I told him I was always dipping this residential area. And then while he was getting arrested, I was unaware that I had warrants, you know, that old story. And uh, so while he got arrested, I was talking to his girlfriend on the phone. I was like, hey, I was like, uh, Chris is getting arrested right now, but I just got my tax return, so I'll bail him out. And then as I looked at the phone, you. I, got I looked you. in the side mirror and I saw a cop walking up on the side. And I was like, never mind, I'm going too. I did something. I don't know what happened, but I know the routine. So we got hauled in. And then he had so many warrants, he had to stay overnight. I could have I could have just paid my bail and gotten out. But I was like, look, it's your first time. I was all, you watch my cookies, I'll watch your cookies. So I, I ended up staying. Whoa. They told me they told me I was going to get out. They got they, good cookies in there. They told me I was going to see a judge <laughs> the next day or Monday. This was a Saturday. And they were like, Sunday or Monday, you'll see the judge and you'll be out of here. All right, cool. So he was going to have to. So anyways, so there's nothing special getting in there. But while we're there, the, I'm, in, I'm in a cell. So there's two bunks and then I'm, I got a boat on the floor because it's, it's, it's so overcrowded. Yep. So I'm sitting there and then somebody on the floor is screaming, going crazy. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm in my, I'm laying on my bed 
under the blankets. I'm sitting there, and the two cellmates are at the window. And they're fucking like, yeah, fuck them up. Fuck them up. They're banging on the window, and then all I hear is, throw them down and suck them off. And I was like, oh, shit. Whoops. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, like, that got I started serious. tucking in my blankets and shit. But he, <laughs> this dude was in there for, he, he went on a police chase. He stole a motorhome. On oh, meth, nice. went on a police chase, whatever. Real Breaking Bad shit. Yeah. So at, he at, at one point he went down to borrow a book, and he came up with half a book. And I was like, "Where's the rest of the book?" And he's like, "Oh, well, he's reading it." I was like, "Oh, okay. So, what book? What's it called?" And he goes, "I don't know yet. He has the front half." I was like, "So you're gonna read the last half of the book, and then trade him when he's done with the they front half." They tore the book in half. Yeah, they tore the book in half. And then so he, the one dude he got the book from is reading the first half, and he's gonna read the back half, and they're gonna fucking eh? swap. Yeah, it's meth. It's a crazy drug. Yeah. So we're fucking, me and my cousin. I mean, it makes sense. I guess, from meth. You know, like, you know, we just bought the Harry Potter books. My oh. daughter wanted to read them, and I never read them. And I'm a nerd, so. Did you rip them in half? Well, now <laughs> I wish I would have, because she took it home. And, so, she, and you know what's even fucking crazier? They fucking took this dude into the, this is because this was like 2003, 2004. This is when we were, you know, just in the, just like in the thick of Iraq. Yeah. So they came down, and they just started snatching bodies out of jail. To, to put in the military, and he was one of them. Really, he was fucking one of them. He's out there ripping yeah. fucking cur- what are they? What are they called? The Quran. Yeah. yeah, he's out there ripping them in half and so, shit, reading portions. So this guy, <laughs> this, this guy was on the floor screaming because there was it was so packed. They had just a floor full of boats or boats or beds. Yep, yep. out there just makeshift beds. And so then he ends up getting thrown up somewhere. I don't know where they they put him at. But then all of a sudden, all night long, I'm hearing somebody screaming and banging on the door on the cell door next to us. I'm like, fuck. I was like, we got a crazy guy. Well, it turns out it was a dude that was on the floor fighting. So then uh, it was noon. Me and my cousin went down, got food trays. Went down, went back downstairs to put him away because it's 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 24-7 lockdown up there yeah, yeah. unless you're getting food. So I'm walking back up the stairs and I don't I I had I had gla- I wore glasses, but um, I didn't have contacts in and I wasn't allowed to take my glasses inside jail. So I was walking up. So was, I can still see pretty good, but things get a little blurry from far away. So as I'm walking up the stairs, my cousin's sitting outside of a cell and he goes, hey Renz, so check it out. And he motioned over next to, by my cell. So as I'm walking up the stairs, I'm looking and I see somebody in the side window of the cell door. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I realized it was this dude and I'm staring like as I'm getting close, I'm trying to focus on my eyes. And yeah. I realized it's the fucking crazy dude that was fighting, was in the little side window, butt naked, beating off, looking at me going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so much worse. <laughs> I'm walking up the like, oh, bitch, <laughs> you fucking got me. Yeah, and you were staring, too. Yeah, I, I was staring. You were, like, hard, giving him the hard stare. I was trying to focus. I was like, what is that black shit in the Man, window? did you make eye contact? You were Dude, helping I, him so I, much. I, I made bush contact with <laughs> eye contact. How big is the window? The whole thing? The whole I know. It's, it's a whole side. Oh, it's like a whole body you. window. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just on the side, dude. And, and I was looking up, and I was sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, oh, shit, bro. The whole fucking floor was rolling. Yeah. Look at his dick. Yeah, that was that was uh you that made was a his fun day. Time. You yeah. helped him. You helped him finish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he should have paid I'm, you some money probably. I'm here for the people. What can yeah. I say? He, he should have gave you his cookies. <laughs> <Dude>. oh, <no. laughs> Jesus. I think he put his cookies on the windows. Oh. It was bad, dude. Wow. Um, I mean, dude, that's way worse, man. The moment you make eye contact and you guys start staring. I know the moment. You it, know what I mean? Like is, I, I But just, that I've never seen that before. I, I've never been like. Yeah, I've never been in a situation where some dude's staring at my eyes, jerking off. Dude, no, no yet. He, yet. It's, it's probably yeah. meth. Yeah. No, I, I don't. When, where? What, what, no, I've never been to jail. You never been to jail? <laughs> no. What? The fuck? Why would I go to jail for? I don't want to go there. It looks like shit. Well, nobody wants to go to jail, but. Well, you. Oh, yeah, no, I'm good. 
You just got to be careful, man. Those bench warrants will get you because you'll just like, forget to show up to court one day and then all of a sudden, oh, we're going to go ahead and put a bench warrant on this man. Please, if I have an issue I, that. I, 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 that, I, that I, that's I it. It's over. Bench warrant, the only reason why I would have a bench warrant is because I've never once showed up to jury duty. Ever. I don't think they care about that, though. They don't care they give, about they that They sent me all. the red paper before where it said if you don't respond, you, you, never, you never got that red paper. Dude, that exactly. you were randomly you selected. Since I'll tell I was that. 18 years old, I've never once responded, so they can never prove that I received the paper. I've never responded. Yeah. Like As once soon as I see it, I throw it away. Is when you're fucked. You're screwed. Yeah, but I'm, that is absolute unless truth. Unless I'm going to get on like a cool murder trial or something weird, what the fuck do I want to waste my time for? But you don't know, and it's uh-huh. likely you're not. It's going to oh. be something like, he Look at took me. my car. Look at me. Likely, it's a good chance I'm not. See, this, there, yeah. this last time, this, I got I got summoned, uh, it might have been earlier this year, end of last year, I think it was. I was like, you know what? Because I go every year. Every yeah, year, I, I, just stop the last, the last almost ten years, I've been going every year, and it's fucking annoying. Because well, it's gotta, because you, gotta, you, you responded. Gotta, I, you know what? That's the thing. It's like <laughs> that's, I don't, that's the truth. Nope. The fucking nerdy oh, yeah. shit. I don't want to get in trouble. Like I don't. I don't fucking know. But then everybody, like Steve said, everyone's like, "Don't fucking go." Like, yeah. don't go. I'm like, fuck, don't even respond. Don't, yeah. So this time I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm out." But now you're already in the city. Like now they know. You, huh? Dude, but now they know. Come get me, bitch. Yeah, you're like, what's up? You ain't taking me alive. I'm above the law, motherfucker. I'll never answer one of those things ever. I've been in a few predicaments where I should have probably got arrested and just fucking for you know. Fucking knock on wood, did not. Yeah. Um, and after that, I'm good. Like, I like the last one, or, or like, you know, I was in my 20s, fucking, or I should have got a DUI, like ran a stop sign kind of deal, had a gun in the car, and all sorts of dumb shit. And I got pulled over and I don't just left the bar. I don't even know what the fuck, grace of God, whatever you want to fucking call it, you know. It's the 20s, um, man. Yeah, dude. And, and the cop was just like, be careful. And like, let me roll on. And I was like, and it was like a weird, we were sitting three people to the front seat of a fucking like extended cab truck. Like it was like a weird situation. Like when you think about it more, I'm like, you you weren't doing your job at all. You know what I mean? Those fucking (laughs) dumb people, you know? I'm going to report you. Yeah, dude. (laughs) For not taking me in. (laughs) But that was, after that, that, like I kind of was like, man, fuck, I I don't, I've never had a DUI. And like almost every single one of my friends had one. um, I'll, I just, I'm good. You know, like I don't want none of that shit. I don't, I don't want to deal with none of that shit, man. All my friends have had DUIs and like, you know, I've been pulled over and, and done the test for DUIs or whatever, like through the checkpoints, you know, when I'm perfectly sober kind of deal, but mm. yeah, I'm good. I don't want to go to jail. I did everything I needed to do by the time I was 16. You got it all it. out. I, was, I did everything I needed to do so that I could say once I hit 17, that file is closed. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I, I, my twenties were. I was reckless. I was still reckless in my twenties. Same I was here, like, but it was. But I, but I by knew the bar, so I would just walk. I, I, walked the I bar. couldn't even do the bar that much. Like I, I, I didn't mind going if I was invited, but that was never a choice place for me to go because I'd always be like, it's just so much cheaper for me to go to Albertsons and get all those booze and have my friends come over. You're smart. You're smart. It's just so much cheaper, and then it, everybody stays safe. And if we all pass out, we pass out on the floor or whatever and everybody stays communal i don't know i was always into that i think my bar was was never was just i i was chasing the club scene because that's where you know that's where the vagina was yeah the vagina was there yeah vagina wasn't at aj's house you know see and and you know what else my my brother (laughs) let me tell you something 
that's what I always go like, man, I, I respect the fact that you went out there because, and did that. I could never pull that off. I was never the guy that could figure out how to go hit on women like that. I, no, I, I, let me put that out there. I, I wasn't like actively like, I had, oh, pl- like, I had plans I, when me, I was driving <laughs> over there. But, you know, by the time I got there, then it was just like, you know, hey, maybe I'll just hang out with the boys tonight. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's by the time I ordered was. my drink. That's what it always was. Like, yeah. Again, this was in Albuquerque. This was like my mid to late 20s when we were partying down there in downtown and stuff like that. And it was, it was more or less... Like it was like ten of us. It was like eight to ten of us every weekend that would go out. And it, it, oh, one, you had like a crew, man. Oh yeah, we had we had a posse. Where oh, we yeah. were like we had we got special treatment. Like yeah, we yeah, were skipping lines because we were so regular. And we were always spending. We would drink in the parking lot. Oh yeah, we get fucked up out there. Then go in the club. Yep. You know what I mean? And and I mean we we were getting special treatment where we can get in a fight and not get kicked out. Yeah. You, they, were, they you were doing like the full blown clubs. <laughs> yeah. And for what it was, it was yeah, just man. a good fucking time, man. And I did the bars. If, if you you know if you if you meet a chick out there, cool. But that wasn't the whole thing you know what i mean it was go out hang out after because i worked and out sometimes town. it was go out to just fuck with people too like you're going out to fucking tough guy people sometimes we, i actually you know. we were more we weren't the tough guy Look did you, you i mean bro, we scrapped bro, we scrapped a bit i seen you <laughs> i have to i have to do you ever party down in tj when uh, tj was popping yeah mm, when i was no, 18 I never did that. 19 20 See, that was that, that was my that was my yes that dude Safari. that bro did you know aj's mexican oh wow here we go stop yeah. stop it no he really no, is for real speaking spanish right now I don't I don't do that on call, man. I'm I'm not your local chihuahua. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm not your local chihuahua. You got, you got the uh, he's full blown Mexican. My mom my mom's from Monterey. That's right. I remember this from the first yep, pos- yep. the first podcast. Yeah, I always yeah. think it's funny. Yeah, well, it, I used to, I always tease my friends too because growing up, I had such a weird. It's just up. the red. It's the red that throws oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Because my dad is a full-blooded Texan, but my mom's also a yeah. redhead, and my dad's a re- was a redhead. There, there's some, I, I got a friend who, you, he's, his kid's, kids redheaded? My first daughter started to have red hair, and then she just went full-on blonde. Oh, wow. Good for Everyone her. Everyone thought, for sure. I was like, oh, yeah. So none of your kids are gingers. Zero. In in the sunlight, in summer, uh-huh. you can see the like red strawberry. tint. Yeah, like yeah. red tint to the hair. <laughs> it but glistens. It, it gl- literally. It glistens. Yeah. And they, I, we always get, oh, did they tint their hair? No. Wow. It's just, that's natural. Yeah. Are Dude. you happy about that? About what part? That you didn't have any, uh, you didn't carry on the gene, basically. Honestly, I really wanted to have at least one little yeah. ginger boy. Growing oh. up as or a ginger, girl. how was that for you? It was tough. Was it? Yeah, I definitely cut my teeth on a lot of arguments. Yeah, but you know, for me, it, I didn't get into too many physical qualifications, but I was always ready to go there. Yeah, yeah. I generally would keep my cool and I would listen to what they were saying. Well, you're and a smart. You're a smart guy, though. I would always. But you're also a big guy, so it, I no, 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 no. What? I might, I might be big now because I don't miss a beat at McDonald's. But no, what I I'm don't mean <laughs> big. Just, I don't mean I like just put down this monster McGriddle yeah, he just made. He did just make a, <laughs> a, a fucking science project down there. He mixed a, bri- a biscuit, a, a breakfast biscuit with a McGriddle, like <laughs> the, the biscuit it's, aside, it's, he's it's, watching it's, his carbon take. First off, oh, he's on the keto diet or something. No, I was trying to be. Generous man, he didn't see me. Oh, no, offer him a little yeah. biscuit. No, I know your generosity. I know, yeah, how you man, are. I share. I mean, I mean, you're a big, you're tall, you're a big guy. You, you're, oh, you're I'm a big stout. kid, also. I'm stout. I'm stout. No, I was tall and skinny. Yeah, I was a, as they say, husky kid. I got that a lot too. <laughs> I got, the, I got the husky. It's, it's like, oh, you're you could be big, but you're kind of pudgy right now. He'll yeah. stretch. That, He'll that stretch. was me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll and, stretch. They, like, they here, I'm like, call kids husky. 
don't wow. think so. Uh-huh. Not, not today. Man. All I know, no, just hey, fatty. Not, not those Call of Duty uh, no. lobbies. Yeah. <laughs> my my grandma was so sweet though. She's like, oh, you still have baby fat. I'm like, grandma, I'm, I'm 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, it's it's not baby fat. It's beer. Oh, he, 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 like looking now, like it's hard. Like you see somebody, it's hard to picture them. As, I could picture Steve okay, as a baby. So check this out. Check this out. I was I was skinny when I was like a little kid. Like when I was like up to like six, seven years old, I was a little skinny twig. And then I, 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 I found Oreos or something. I don't know well, what when happened. When I look but, at Red, I, all I see, I, I legit think like, did this fool just walk off the set of Vikings? Right. That's what I think. Like he legit looks like a fucking Viking. So that's, well, that's the intro to my story, I think. Should oh, I tell the story? Yeah. I got a story. And then it. afterwards, ah, oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good okay. story. It so just happened, too. After, after we tell the story, I'm going to... actually brought one for you, too. I'm going to give you guys your special hold, gift. Hold I, was trying to find, I was trying to find some packaging for it, but I couldn't find anything, so you guys are just going to have to close your eyes. Let me, this it, sounds like it, it's going to be a ride. If, if you're not gift wrapped, I send it back. No, uh, well, you know what? <laughs> you're going to have to close your eyes. I'm going to set it in front of me. No, I'm good. Uh, and then you can... The big reveal. I'll the count big the reveal. And you should can we we should have got like a um, tablecloth and put it over it. Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, I'm not gonna go get one though. Okay. Well, I yeah. still I have McDonald's napkins. Oh. Hello. I mean, let's. Hey, I mean, we're on the fly. Hello. Hello. So you know, as you know, we were just in uh, Colorado for the Four Corners rally. Mm-hmm. So that's something we both partake in, and we go every year, and Love we have a that great rally, time. Man. Yep. Um, did you know I read that fucking book? That, that fucking good fucking I, design advice book. Dude, that was the worst book of all time. I didn't, I found like two good little fucking little quips or whatever the fuck they had in there. And that was it. I, I dude, almost, that, I, I, cause you know, I got one of the guy's phone numbers. Did you? Well, he wrote a phone number in my book. Stud. I don't know what, who, if it's real or not, but I was like, um, I almost texted him and said, this book fucking sucks. I don't know what you guys are doing <laughs> with your lives. Like literally that book that what you posted last night on Instagram. Yeah, like, book sucked, dude, man. So yeah. the book basically it's like a coffee table book. Yep. And it looks like when I thumb through it, they raped a bunch of famous quotes and then dropped the f bomb in front of it. Yeah, basically. That's what literally is. what they did through the whole book. And I was like, man, that's some that's it's, some that's some shit. Right it's there. like a six chapter book, and every chapter, the first two to three pages would be a story of like the business itself and like what they went through, and then it'd be like sixteen pages of little fucking maybe one <laughs> one. There might be just one word, like just nothingness. And then it would go to the next chapter. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like my, and, and like, it's all the book, the it's on white pages, but the writing is silver metallic. Mm-hmm. So in my bedroom, when it's fucking like not fully lit up, you can't even see the fucking words. You, so I had to get a, like a book light and shit and I have to have it positioned properly just to see <laughs> the, the fucking right angle. One. Yeah. It was like a nightmare to read this fucking thing. Well, you know what though? Think about it. It's a, it honestly, it's a nice looking book. It, it is a it's nice a, looking it's book. It's a nice looking book. Coffee right? table book. But that. it's a coffee yeah. table book. Yeah. The other thing is, is look at all the people that they were saying, we did this for them and we did this for them. When you think about, ah, we they did stuff with Apple and Nike. Yeah. That makes sense. The way that they present themselves. Yeah. They're douchebag you know I mean? companies. Like one <laughs> single word that, you know, like that says everything. Just do it. So, so my kids, um, like, what is it? I don't know. Cousin, second cousin, whatever. He works at Nike out there in Oregon. And they have like a safe space place at Nike. Oh, where do you, they really? If your feelings Shit. are hurt, you can go there and hang out in the safe space. Do they, yeah. Are they going to take, are they going to like try and de-sharpen the swoosh? Like oh, just I'm make sure. it like a dull you know, straight line now? Fuck that place. Um, so dumb. 
Anyways, so where I was going, but Colorado. Yeah, the the, the book <laughs> came from Colorado. We uh-huh. did a workshop in Colorado, which is a whole other fucking story. But um, after the workshop, the next day or so, those poor guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah we, I, I can imagine what, what you that have we no idea the what, workshop. Yeah. It was they had no idea I what they take were. You fucking guys anywhere. Oh, Zero. Yeah. No, it was done. Well, one. All right, so we're gonna have to go there now. Um, so. We're at uh, John Oaks Ranch, right? Mm-hmm. And he's doing this workshop for us all, which thank you, John. But, um, you know, our true colors come out. And uh, <laughs> we get yeah. there, and those guys had already been there. They get, it's the guys who wrote the fucking book, uh-huh. right? And so they do these lectures and these workshops with companies mm-hmm. to help you, I guess, get out of your fucking comfort zone and, like, market better and think of ideas and whatever, um, which was cool and we were all drinking is the problem though they were we pa- I mean passing beers out shots and shit i mean it wasn't a good idea <laughs> with the crowd of people you had yeah so know your crowd. all chiefs no chief yeah. you know what i mean yeah. no no little indians just all chiefs in oh there. Yeah, yeah yeah everybody had strong and so we uh it was um one josh runlet and Ryan Crucey were so fucking high. Hey, they weren't the only ones, though. Yeah, they weren't the only ones, but they were the ones sitting next to me. And with Josh <laughs> Runlet, eyes are already so small that when he gets high, you could blindfold him with fucking dental floss. Oh, he's got dude, oh, like, dude, done. you should have seen him when, he, when he Crucey walked in. It was like, great. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> Crucey walked in and he was like. He could his eye. He was trying so hard to keep his eyes open. He was like double stepping, like he was trying to feel the floor with oh, his feet when he was. Down. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're sitting in this like leather, like plush couch, right? And Ryan Crusey's sitting right next to me. And the longer we sit there, the more stoned he gets, and the more he's like settling into me, like shrieking, you know what I mean? shrieking. You know, like when your chick is like starting to fall asleep while you're watching a movie, and she like starts cozying up. He's doing that to me. Like, so I'm just like putting my arm around him because, you know, like that's my yeah. boy. But he's <laughs> fucking just He gone. got cozy real fast. So when we get there, though, these are like there's these tape X's in places, right? Different color tape X's. So I kind of put two and two together when they started passing around this bucket full of different color like glasses frames mm-hmm. that the X's and the glasses frames are going to coincide and that's going to be your team thing. So I watched what other people took to know what team I wanted to be on. So it was, <laughs> let's see. Ooh, it was me. It was AJ. It was Ryan Crucey. It was Justin George. That's right. It um, We got Ryan Sinkmars. And who else did we have? Oh, we had Timmy from Clockworks. And there was like, uh, I can't remember that girl's name though. She worked with, who does she work with? That's Timmy. Her name's Timmy. Yeah, her name's Timmy. No way. Timmy's so awesome. Cute. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that's it. But it was, uh, yeah. it was, fucked from the get-go like fucked because well i mean if you know justin george and, has, and then all of us yeah. it was just it, fucked. yeah so we had to like come up first first challenge we had to go to our corner with our ex and we had to come up with na- a name for the group and we had to come up so with our terrible. own name tag things yeah ones that we would never want to say again yeah. that was kind of like the thing and what was mine like fuck you steve or some shit like, something like that and then justin george's was like Something ridiculous. I don't remember now, but then we took the tape and then we wrapped it around his whole entire belly and then we started writing more words like <laughs> to add to fucking, you know, motherfucker fuck cock, you know, so it started going around his fucking stomach, you know, and so we won that challenge. Yeah. And then what was the next one? The next the one next, was a tape. The we had tape. to then connect tape. So we had to creatively connect tape to all the X's that were the same color as our team throughout the entire house yeah. without breaking the line. 
And so we started out on the patio. And it's a big house. Like, this is big yeah, ass thing. It's huge. So we came in, boom, boom, boom. Then we came in, we drew a fucking 10 dick. foot dick and balls on the fucking floor <laughs> in the family room. And we used 805. Don't uh-huh. forget. We I used mean, we still, we still branded. We still branded. Yep, we branded it. And way then, inside the box there. Then we ended up taping uh, Justin from Saddleman. We taped him to the wall, like the outside, because it's like two stores oh, yeah. that go outside. Uh-huh. So we kept going around and around, and we taped him to the wall. And then we taped, and then we taped um, uh, Jeff's girl, um, Maggie. Matt, yeah, I don't remember that. We got her, <laughs> we got Justin, and we just, and then we he's, taped a bunch of shit. So, oh, dude, it was so great. We had this, such this a good is, time. This is like a little. This is a workshop. This is supposed to be like a team building type thing, but it It was. What the fuck? It It was. was. I mean, I had a blast. It was so much fun. We were dying laughing and we were just destroying. Such a good time. And then the last one, which was the best one. So we got to absorb the green team. Yeah. Which was the other people from Clockworks who immediately disappeared when they had to work with us because they were not oh, that were group. immediately not fans of us because um, we were very loud and <laughs> obnoxious. Um, but That's Timmy funny. is from Clockworks also, and she's the best. She, uh-huh. she fucking rock and rolls. But, uh, and then we got um, Trent, cr- cr- you know, Crucy's better half. And then uh, I think that's all that really came over from that team. Oh, and we, didn't we get, did we run that come over then? Nah, he was with another team. That's okay. So we had to put together an Ikea fucking like little nightstand with oh. no directions. Oh. Zero. Fuck. So immediately my brain goes to now we're putting together new furniture for Oaks Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. Which actually that's what we heard the case was. And well, that's because I spurt that rumor. Um, oh, is that because so, <laughs> Oaks was like, well, it's something like that. Oh, well. So if you guys were working in that. Cause that's what I thought. As soon as you said it, I was like, "What is that? What are we doing with those well, oaks?" He goes, well, "I oh. know oaks, and I wouldn't be surprised, but I knew I wasn't going to be a part of that." Also, <laughs> so for ten seconds, I looked at the parts, and then I just stood back and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm done. We already won, anyways. Like we won. We're good." Like, um, so I then started getting on my phone and like renamed an account that I had on Instagram, like to fucking the name of what we did and started like taking pictures of shit and trying to sell it already on, on like, you know, made a website and, and shit. And then we were all doing giveaways and then we got on our Instagrams yeah. and we started posting on our stories to go follow us on this yeah. Instagram. And then so we were getting followers. When they came by to check out what we were doing, we may not have had anything put together, but I was like, but I already got a marketing plan. And we've already sold four online. Like, <laughs> It's not a joke. Yeah. It, and then um, uh, Fonz and Brawny from Speed Merchant, they were sitting there drinking, watching us. They both ended up coming over and putting the cabinet together. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. guys. No, the dude just straight up, like, I comes over there because we had nothing. We could not figure out anything. No. The only picture we had was the little print picture that they have on the side of the actual oh, box, yeah. which is nothing. It's like a line drawing, right? And then this dude comes over, he hammers out the whole oh, yeah. damn thing. Fawn's killed it. And then Bronny, you know, the mad scientist, starts fucking helping. So then I'm taking pictures of them putting it together, saying how, like, special guest Bronny from Speed Merchant. Like, <laughs> yeah. And we fucking, we won that challenge. <laughs> they won that challenge. <laughs> we had our put together. and, you, and we said, had, you said something, I thought you said something like, we help immigrant workers or something, something like, like that. that. And then yeah. me, me and Homeboy are in the picture, it. and I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell? Let's see. I still I still have the account, it, and I actually it still gets followers. That's so crazy to me, man. What, what's the account? Let me look at Let's this. See. It was uh, called Ginger Unicorn Blue Viking, all one word. <laughs> 
Yeah, go follow that if you're on here. Just just for fun. We, got, we have 141 followers. Wow, that was great. Yeah. I, no one else had oh, done that. I am following it already. See? I you mean, see, you already were on the you were on the tip. Right yeah, there. see, that's the production team. Yeah, right there. Yep. That's Timmy. I look like a little orc. Yeah, you yeah, that's I'm very normal. orky looking. It, what, what is that, a drawer you're building there? Yeah, and so the, the worst part was, is that Steve, because then they say they're going to be doing, you know, they do workshops, and then the next day they were going to do this other thing. Cabinets built by special needs people. Yeah, yeah that's it, dude, right? Look, there's even a right? comment. There's even a comment. What is, this person says, what a great charity. Thanks for helping out these poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> Praying hands. Outside consultant for the speed merchant comes in to help. It was a great looking picture with the sun coming down oh. behind it and backlighting yeah. it. It was good. And then, and then immediately we got this gift bag of stuff and immediately I just posted it on there trying to sell one of their items in the gift bag. Oh, yeah. Read the gift <sighs> bag picture post and then you'll see what we're talking about. That's like what their whole book was. Believe in your fucking self. Yeah. Just yeah. drop in the F-bombs and it makes them way really cool. I mean, it's insightful and like I, that Runlet said he hung that in his shop. I think they're kind of uh-huh. I think they're kind of biting the style of um, Gary V. Have you seen him? Well, on? I think they started yeah. this style as their whole thing. Oh, okay. They started this like uh, in, in the early 2000s or something. Yeah. Yeah, because that, yeah, that Gary V, he's a, he's, yeah. you know, I don't know if you follow him or seen I him do, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, his, his the only thing that stands out from everything that he says is like he likes to say fuck yeah, yeah. every once in a while. That's what stands out more than anything, which I mean, that yeah. might just be the ADD in me, but yeah, that thing, these guys have actually been around for quite a, quite a while. I want to say even maybe since the nineties, I'm not sure late nineties. I don't remember. I read the book. I don't remember. If I was an Apple employee, they would be kick ass. But in our situation, they were kind of like, they needed to step up their game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did say that was not the biggest dick they've seen though. Yeah. <laughs> But it was the first one that actually had 805 beer coming out the tip. Uh huh. <laughs> Shout out 805. Just saying. You got to know. You got to know your audience. Yeah. And, and that, that's and the that kind of thing. Case. I mean, like I, at, in the very beginning, we were calm, but we were already rowdy. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we were already drinking with, with alcohol. Yeah, yeah. John, Oaks was passing around 805s like they were fucking candy, and, trying to get us in his van and tequila yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, and that what's that other one? That honey Gerber Berger fucking oh, shit. Dude, that was so good. Uh, so that's danger zone. It was better than Fireball. I don't even like Fireball, so. But for me, as a I don't ginger, like Fireball, so I'm like already drunk, and I'm like, like, yeah, let's do some Fireball. It's just kind of <laughs> like time. It feels like it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, when you're a ginger, anything that says fire in it, you kind of have to have it. They're crotch. drawn towards it. Yeah, <laughs> it's instantly fire cross. Yeah. That was so funny. It's, so check this out. So I, I order something from Steve, and so I put on there, you know, that, that it's being sent to Redbeard Leather Fire Crotch. <laughs> And I was waiting for him to send me a message, and he never got it. And I'm like, damn. And I was like, hey, man, did you send my package? He's like, oh, I don't take care of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got people to do my work. I got people. <laughs> Dude, I, right. That's how I get to do podcasts. I then he there. finally saw it. Afterwards, he's like, I'm going to send you a couple things. And then he's like, I think you're already in my system. And all of a sudden, he looks it up. He's like, fire crotch. Who the shit? <laughs> then he started I was like, finally, I got you. I, yep. I used to hit up Steve, and I would order. Like, I had a couple friends that needed stuff, whatever. So I, I would... I would just order for them, and uh, I liked ordering for them because I would always ask Steve, or I put in the message, "We please draw a bunch of dicks, yeah, dicks. on the packages." <laughs> and the first, and I believe it was Amy. Amy draws Amy's, some magnificent Amy, dicks. Like she does draw some. She, magnific- does she really? Yeah. And one, the, one dude wanted a T Rex. She drew a sweet ass T Rex on his package. Whoa! <laughs> two, <laughs> one package got sent back. They wouldn't take it because there was. So many, many big dicks. dicks on this package. Are you serious? Take it. Yeah. The, U- yes, the USPS man brought it back. He said his boss, 
wouldn't ship it. <laughs> Sorry, I had to burp. Amy's Speak. a soldier. Shout out Amy. Yeah, she, oh. she's the one who does, I think she's the one who put the fire crouch thing too. It would have to. Oh, it would have she's to be. tricky like that. You yeah. don't. You don't realize she's. A, well, I typed it in. She's all. When I made the order, I typed it in. I just oh, didn't know how it was going to okay. come out on the packaging. Yeah, sometimes she does weird shit like that. Like Speaking she, of which, I mean, I wouldn't have doubted it. She's a trickster. Now that I know her. Yeah. Yeah. She seems all sweet and innocent sometimes, or, or, or you know, but she's not. She's not. Oh, yeah, Amy's a savage. She is. Speaking of nuts to butts. Speaking of nuts to butts. This is well, the, 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 the <laughs> short story went real long. Yeah. So to get us back on this one, this is road. like the next day now after we did this amazing workshop and really builded the team and team building and, and we were everybody was wrecked except for Steve. Oh no, that what? was that, Steve, no, I was re- no. This was must have been two days later because yeah. I that that's the only night I got that was, drunk. I think that was what Thursday night. That was Thursday night. That's the yeah, only night so I got drunk, and the next day I was not like it was anything. It was Saturday. I showed up to the show at like ten p.m. or ten a.m. Yeah, like I was late to everything. I was like, ah, this is a bad idea. Well, plus I'm fat. The elevation. I blame the. No, yeah, dude, you're like at six thousand feet now. And Bro, then Josh, I, you know what Josh Runlet told me? This what? motherfucker. Tell me. He tells. I go. Oh, he told I, us both when yeah, we were walking yeah. the case. I go, in. man, I, this elevation is just killing. And goddamn elevation don't do shit. It's all the fucking same. It's just air. I'm like, Josh, uh, I'm getting winded off uh, three stairs. Stop eating the fucking Oreos. Yeah. So he tells me. No, motherfucker, this shit affects people. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll run out of breath. Uh, even when I'm in Albuquerque, because the, the elevation's higher up there still. Uh, when I'm tying my shoes, I fucking sit up like, whew. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck it does. happened? I'm like, Josh, I live at 600 feet or 800, whatever the fuck we're at. We're in under 1,000, though, and we're at 6,000. Air's different. And it's oh, all yeah. the same. I'm like, if your bike runs different, you breathe different. Truth. As a matter of fact, and uh, I wasn't the only one. I don't know if you were, but were you, were you, uh, were you pissing, like, you know? No, apple I, juice. The my problem was I wasn't drinking any water for six days. And I was drinking as much water as I could, and I'm uh-huh. like, man, why is I can this, barely find it? Why is this coming out like apple uh, think, juice? And then and then Bottle was telling me, he's like, dude, I'm pissing apple juice. I'm pissing apple juice. I think I got. You know, I hope I don't have any like you know something behind the balls. I'm like, dude, it's elevation. Calm down, <laughs> it's elevation, bro. Like, he gets so nervous. I'm oh, like, yeah. but I mean, he, you know, he does things. Yeah. So well, I, I wouldn't put it past that. His yeah. body at some point's got to get out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he does uh, things. I mean, he's, you know what I mean? Like he is, he is just always going. You yep, know what I mean? He yep. is always going. Yep. Like that dude never has, a, he's never not wound up. He's just Some always. Some people are in. just built that way. Yeah. I mean, the dude, like if someone was going to get diagnosed with adult ADD. He's got it. I would say. Should we make the diagnosis now? I would, as Dr. Redbeard, I'll say right Dr. now. Dr. Redbeard made the diagnosis. He's got adult attention deficit disorder. I don't even know if that's a real thing. I don't even know if it is either. I don't know if ADD is I don't think real. you could take that to the bank. No. I think ADD is just a lack of parenting. Ooh, shots fired. Oh, dude, I don't know. You don't think so? I'm not 100%. If my kids I, mean, are, if I would say yes, but, uh, but it's so hard to say because there are... I think there, just, mo- there has been science that shows that there are certain chemicals that are more in certain kids who have ADD yeah. than others. Yeah, my kids don't have ADD, so I'm just assuming that. But I also spank my kids and whoop their ass. They don't pay attention. But that's that's like uh, you know it goes back to when I was when when I was a kid. Cause I, I think we're all close about the same age. Yep. I think I'm, and I'm 25. <laughs> I, I I I didn't know what. Uh, what ADD, ADHD? We didn't have that when we were. Uh, yeah, we didn't uh, have Asperger's. Um, 
We had that. That's a real like, I never, disease. I never heard that until a couple years ago. Uh, what's the other one? I don't uh, know what Asperger's is. Uh, Asperger's isn't Asperger's oh, just like where people are like kind of like uh, awkward, aren't they? They're just awkward. They can't. They have they 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 have a hard time dealing in social and yeah. situations. So we had that because we remember my I remember brother in law awkward people. My brother in law apparently has it. Yeah. What, what what is that called though? Like Rain Man. Um, uh, oh, uh, autistic. Oh, 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 autistic. Yeah, autism. Yeah, you know, that, that wasn't. I I didn't have. I didn't know anybody. I went to you know three different schools growing up, and um, not not that I knew everybody, but like that wasn't a thing. And, oh, you know what? High school. Yeah. High school. High school. There was one guy that I know that had it. Yeah. But it was it was real severe. Like, you know, like it was the thing where like he had to run every time uh, at the end of a class. He would line up at the door, and as soon as that bell hit, boom, he had to run to the next class. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. when it was lunch, he had to run. To get to the cart, just, just yeah, just kidding. Yeah, there, there was like he some, had his goal. He had to get some, it done he, in his head. Yeah, when, yeah. I, when I would ask him, he, he would say like, "Oh, I, I think uh, I'm not going to make it, or I'm afraid they're going to run out of food, yeah, or you know stuff like that." Like, just, yeah, has to but, get to that goal. Has to set it. Just get, but yeah. I mean, other than that, I think he had some other stuff going on too. Yeah. But I mean, now today it's like every other kid. I, I feel like it's if you line up five kids, at least two is going to have something there. I, I, I don't know. I what honestly it is. think it has a lot to do with microwaves. I was actually going to say vaccinations and poor, and poor food because uh, my wife. That's not. not I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't I, doubt that. The, what they're putting in the vaccines these days is pretty pretty gnarly. I mean, actually. but they've been putting that in the same. I mean, did they change the vaccines that we got when we were kids? I think they yes. added some. Yes, yeah. they have. Did As they? a matter of fact, there's there's now more trace elements of aluminum in the vaccines yeah. now. Yeah. And that actually has been linked to Alzheimer's, ADD, cancer. Do you, do you cancer. use uh, your deodorant? Does your deodorant have aluminum in it? Uh, no, it doesn't. I tried to use the non-aluminum deodorant because I'm a Viking, bro. I just rub leaves on my pits. <laughs> I know people that use. I know people that use like rocks. Like yeah. that's a real, a real thing. They use just like use rocks in their pits. But um, that's kind of weird. That's some hippie shit. That's some essential oil type shit. But uh, <laughs> you get oils out of rocks. Who gets oil out of rocks? I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, but. I, I tried that deodorant without the aluminum, dude, and my fucking pits will just sweat like crazy. Because the aluminum's what stops the fucking, uh, you're, you're sweating. And before it was lead. Huh? Before it was yeah. lead. See, and it's like uh, like Halo, she was getting on me because um, she was using my toothpaste. Uh-huh. And apparently the toothpaste has like a, like a colored square on the bottom little tab. Uh-huh. Uh, and like, I guess there's different colors and red. Uh, I, I forgot. She, she told me like, and of course I believe a kid you know, who, who main source of information is TikTok. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but for some reason I believe her, she was just like, yeah, you got to get the one with like, it was like blue or green um, square on the end of it because apparently the one with the red square on your toothpaste is it's bad for you. And I'm just like, shit, True. she's right. Like I, I and I hundred percent believe it because the, these kids nowadays, they take in the weird information. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll tell you like, Oh, a baby bird is an egg for this amount of weeks. And, it's this size. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck you know that. TikTok. Yeah. But I mean, stuff like that. But I mean, it's it's weird stuff like that that's popping up. I mean, I eat more microwave food now than I did when I was a kid. I remember, you know, I, I remember growing up on, on, on bologna, mac and cheese with hot dog, meatloaf, you know, stuff like that where more, more things were cooked. Whereas now, now it's like you go down... I was looking in, in a cart at, when I went to Costco and I was like, dude, all this stuff is my... And I was, I was thinking, I was like... This looks fucking bad. Like all the yeah. food that I got, it's all microwavable food. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's different. Like, you know, there's different, even, but I even think with some of the food that's out there, like the mass produced food, there's chemicals. Oh yeah, for sure. In it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Shit. People want, people want bigger fruits and vegetables. So they're spraying different chemicals and stuff like that on there. You know, where back in the day we were just eating shit off the, off the trees. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. It's so funny too, because you actually get bigger fruit without chemicals. Really? It's I totally t- backwards. Huh? Well, you don't get bigger muscles without chemicals. I don't know about that. It just takes longer. Well, it's it's like uh, when I when I moved back um, to San Diego, I was working for um, this mobile home park, and they had it was it's a big park, and they had a festival, a fall festival, and one of the residents. That's cute, dude. I'm telling you, the residents <laughs> at a mobile home park, dude. <laughs> the residents there, they the, grow pumpkins. They have oh, a wow. pumpkin, and it's not just like oh, you know, just a small like pumpkin. This fucking dude had a pumpkin like the size of this room. And then other people would trailer in pumpkins the same fucking size. And it was like they had a, like a, a way off. And then whoever goes, whoever wins that goes to fucking state finals or some oh, shit Jesus. like that. But I'm looking oh, like, yeah. what? White people. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> but I, what pumpkins get white people. You, I'm, I'm, I am that guy. Do, yeah, it, got, you, don't you have a pumpkin patch? I now? had a pumpkin patch. This is why. <laughs> I, this is, this he's is, Mexican, though. He's half. He's, I'm, I'm, I'm just farmer on both sides. They do that shit, though. Yeah. They do. Seriously. Yeah, they, but like Weird. I was watching, they, 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 it's like, ster- like they steroid. They're, they're, there's no regulations of what you can do with these pumpkins. Milk, 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 dude. What what? The fuck, milk for your big pumpkins. It's what do milk. you mean? What do you mean? So when you, you do water them with milk, then you feed, that's too you expensive. Put, you put milk in the actual earth that they eat. So when they start to get in, that's they start eating all the milk. And the milk actually creates more enzymes in the dirt. No, I'm good. Yeah, this dude, he would like, uh, he, would, he would grow rows of pumpkins. <laughs> he would grow rows of pumpkins, and then like he would have like one big one, and then he would just clear it all out. And he had like, well, yeah, you got to clear the rest out so you don't take dude, over to the nutrients. Dude, he, he, this thing was like his baby. I felt like he didn't give a shit about his kids. It was just this pumpkin, dude. Once a year, they would grow a pumpkin. What a bizarre life, dude. Three, four hundred pounder, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah, they're this big. thing was so. And it looked, I'm like, three, four hundred pounder, dude, bro. They, you, they, 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 re- they require their own little hut when they get that big. And mm-hmm. you dig them How down into a is hole. A three, four hundred pound pumpkin. How big Almost is as big as this you table? Can fit, you can fit this. I'm telling you, like it'll it'll pop up on my on my um, social media memories or whatever. Because I remember I took a picture. I'd never seen anything like this before. And the pumpkin looks like it's just crushing itself. Like it's oddly shaped because it's not round. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it looks. You ever seen my six hundred pound life? It looks like um, one of those fat bitches on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow, he went there. He went well, there. No offense, but I'm just saying, you see these fucking people. <laughs> no offense, like, but for real. Like, they're laying in their fucking bed. Remember Fat Homer from The Simpsons? Oh, yeah. In the, uh, I you, got my dialing wall in Dude, I'm telling you, these pumpkins, when they, they look just like these fat people when they're laying down, just fucking... Ugh, Jesus. And, gets, and people just trailering fat-ass pumpkins. How do you get it out of the ground? With Very a hoist. Gently. A hoist? I mean, you can't grab it by the stem, so you gotta oh, put, like, some, you gotta dig underneath mm-hmm. it and put, like, a fucking... Oh, man. Dude, they've already... They, yeah. All that stuff, they, they're already thinking about that before it even gets that big. Dude, it's a thing. Like, it's a legit... It's out uh, there. It's a legit thing. There's a farmer that's actually close to us that he does all big pumpkins. Really? That's it. He'll oh. only get, like, 10 in his entire yard, but, man, they're enormous. Have you ever tried to grow one? Like, a big-ass pumpkin? Bro... I know hey, you have. I know you AJ, have. Just to see AJ's, if you can do it. AJ's bought Dude, so many I, pumpkin seeds in the last have, year. He owns stock in the company. Bro, I did. I, my wife said one year is like two years ago. She goes, "Let's do a pumpkin patch with the kids." I was like, "Yeah, let's do a pumpkin patch." I, I would have. Cool. I would have stopped right there and said, "Why do we need a whole patch? We have three kids." Well, in my I mean, mind, you have three, right? Four, four. seven. We have seven <laughs> kids. I have, I have four very beautiful children who are yeah. not on the spectrum. 
yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she goes, let's do the pumpkin patch. And if she said, when she said pumpkin patch, I know she was thinking something very small. When she said pumpkin patch to me, I was thinking something grandiose that you would get lost in like a maze of vines yeah, and have four stories and shit. So she, uh, she goes, okay, so how do you want to do that? And I was like, I don't know. Well, you tell me. She goes, well, let's just build a mound. And then we put one in each corner and then one in the middle. And I'm like, that's not a pumpkin patch. That's four. That's five pumpkins. That's like me throwing the trash out and then something grows out of it. <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. So That's stupid. <laughs> so we go to this local. So I, so I purchased the acre next door to my yard. <laughs> no. So I was like, we need to go do some R&D. She goes, what does that mean? I was like, research and development. We're going to, we're going to Bates Nut Farm. They have a real pumpkin patch. Oh, there. yeah. So we go to Bates Nut Farm, rows and rows and rows, and I start asking questions. Okay, so now that I've come back from Bates Nut Farm, and I'm gonna have you think you a real, it? yeah, a real pumpkin patch. So then, of course, I go to the school of YouTube and I start looking at how people are like doing their own pumpkin patches. And I was like, oh, you got to do them in rows, and then you do them every eight inches, and so on and so forth. So I did not read past getting them sprouted. Oh. I just read to getting them to sprout. So I did 14 rows, each row 12 feet long. So imagine every eight Holy inches. Da, 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 okay. And they were only 18 inch apart. Okay. In this one little spot in our house. So after the debacle that I had with chemicals on my hands, we actually started to get all these things to sprout. What he and, means by that is all the fertilizer on his hands burned his hands from all the fucking nitrogen yeah. in it. And oh, he couldn't yes. fucking work for a whole month. Yeah, that's truth. What? Yeah. But here's the crazy thing. So we had done all these rows and I probably planted like, I don't know, 300 seeds the first time. Nothing sprouted, only a couple here and there. So then when we did the fertilizer, I did it with my hands and then we redid it and they started sprouting. Well, guess what? So did all the other seeds that we had done. Oh, shit. It activated all those. <laughs> well, I did not know how pumpkins grew oh, and yeah. they grow on a vine. You have your mm -hmm. main vine, then you have your secondary vine, then you have your tertiary vine. And each one of those vines Dang, do the exact he used same like thing. science words right oh, there. Oh, no, he went big. He went yeah. hard. Oh, it, yeah. Tell you, he's, he's you are the pumpkin, pumpkin master. Dude, so these things will go like 45 feet long. Mm -hmm. And then with that many vines, dude, they were crawling up our garage walls. Jesus. They were crawling across. We have a big property that we're on currently. But, man, it, they took over took everything. Everything, man. And then I started had to then I had to learn how to pollinate them and all this other stuff. Then it became this thing with the rodents. So then we had mice and then we had... Uh, then the local stray cats were coming in to eat the, the pumpkins. And then we had rabbits, which feeds the whole neighborhood. Dude, yeah, the, I was the sitting The heads started wandering in. <laughs> oh, dude. pumpkins. <laughs> but yeah, so then I would sit on the corner of my porch and I just pop off and just shoot them. But shoot the methods. Yeah, it got it got gnarly. We wound up we with as much money as I spent because every single time it was like, then we got to water them so much. Yeah. Well, then I was like, well, this isn't working out because I'm using that fan sprinkler, you know? Mm-hmm. That's not working out. We got to put in a drip system. Oh. So then I ran a drip system and that did it just, it turned into a black hole to get 30 pumpkins. And what did you do with 30 <laughs> pumpkins though? Huh? What did you do with 30 pumpkins? My kids carved them and then we all crushed 30 them. 30 of them? Yeah. We carved, well, we carved like 10 of them <laughs> and then we took all the heat, the seeds. Cause my mom was really big when I was little growing up. We always used to do pumpkin seeds every yep, harvest. Yep, yep. So we did the pumpkin seeds, we roasted That's them, we salted them, we did cinnamon seeds. and brown sugar and you all kinds of stuff. You yeah. still have some left, huh? <laughs> no, man, actually, we were just like, next year, for as much money as we spent on a pumpkin patch, let's just go get real badass pumpkins yeah. and just call it a day. Yeah. And you only got 30 <laughs> pumpkins? Only 30. You have to understand, 
the harvest God. that we were growing with as many vines as we had, yeah, we should have had like 300 pumpkins. Well, that, that's what you're able to save after all the rats and vermin and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it was right? it was constant. I couldn't keep yeah, up with it all. Well, they, was it, so they destroyed a bunch? A ton. Oh, okay, got you. And then we learned some guys like, dude, you should just take your old pumpkins and roll them down your property and let them grow naturally. I was like, they'll do that? Yeah. So we took our pumpkins at the end of the season, the ones that we didn't play with, we threw them down in our field, and to this day, we have pumpkins sprouting randomly throughout our property. What do you mean throughout? Like they've moved locations? Well, animals seeds. take them. Yeah, animals will take them, and uh, then we just roll. We just roll the pumpkins down the hill and let them break open on their own, and then just whatever yeah, seeds and gotcha. whatever the animals want to take off or whatever. And now we just all over the place. We just have pumpkin plants just growing. So you just fucked the next people. Wait, just let them have it. Hold on, I'm still st I'm, I'm still tripping on this fertilizer. Fucking up your hands. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I went to Home Depot, and I was trying to figure out why these things weren't growing. And so I went to Home Depot, and I asked this I asked this lady, I was like, hey, you know, my pumpkins aren't growing. I'm not getting, I'm supposed to see, see um, sprouts within, like, three to five days. She goes, oh, you just need to use this fertilizer. You don't have enough nitrates in your, in your ground. I said, oh, okay. Liquid nitrogen. Yeah, so I did that. So she's like, you just, this is a concentrate, so just cut this in half and spray it all over the ground, and then you need to till the ground up a little bit. I said, all right. So that's what I did, but she didn't say you need to wear rubber gloves. And she's assumed that's a known thing. I, I, this is now, news to me. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I didn't. I just sprayed it on the ground, and I just used my hands because I just went into it. I just I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to get tools. I just went, sprayed it in there with the kids, and then I just went right behind them. As they were spraying it, I just went right. My kids were smart enough to wear rubber gloves, <laughs> <laughs> spraying it out of a bottle, but not their dad. So I was just right behind them, just mixing it up with my hands. Next thing you know, like I'm, I'm – Within a few days, I'm starting to, like, my hands are getting really tight, and it feels like grains of sand are stuck under my skin. Mm -hmm. And then I wake up one morning. It was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I wake up, and my hands just felt like they're on fire. And my wife said, what, what, what? And I'm like, oh, my God, my hands are on fire. Go get me a bowl of ice. So she runs and comes back into the room. She's got a bucket filled with ice and water, and I just shoved my hands in there. I kept my hands in there until the literally the water melted. Everything was melted. And that was the only thing that gave me any reprieve from the pain. But my hands literally turned into like giant human Q-tips. I really? couldn't. Eat. I was still trying to work. I was still trying to grab tools and work, but couldn't do it. Thankfully, I had a little bit of savings saved up just to get us through that time. But man, it how long was, how long were your hands messed up for? Almost four weeks total. Oof. Like I could start to bend my fingers and hold on to things, but it was very painful, and my skin was cracking at week four. Did it scar? No, nah, not really. I mean. Your hand, your palms are such a weird material. Like yeah, your, your I mean, palm I, I skin feel like so now we're talking about like two plus years later, they're pretty normal. But every now and again, I get trembles. I tattooed my palm one time. And that looks cool. No, there's nothing there anymore, really. But it, yeah, it, it, goes it, grew, it pushed itself. It looks out. like you wrote a note to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like ship this. <laughs> That's my mustache. But yeah. it, it falls out. Your finger skin is so different. Your hand skin is, is different than, than like your arm skin, you know? It, it, mm -hmm. it rebuilds so quickly. It's true. Remember when you know? I had my arms wrapped around you on the bike? Yeah. You really want to hear He <laughs> really wants me to get into this story. Well, mostly because I want to give you this gift. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I forgot about that. So where this has gone for the last, what are we, hour and 15 minutes to get to this story finally. We went to, we, <laughs> we definitely to get went to, to the this way. story. Are we, are, we, are we going back to the uh, uh, back four corners? In, yeah, we're back in okay. Colorado now. Back. <laughs> we're back. Um, so it must have been Friday or Saturday. What? Well, it was Friday because it was Amy's birthday. Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right. So Friday at Four Corners was Amy's birthday. 
Thursday is the night that I got super drunk. So Friday morning, I forgot what day it was. Oh. Not that I didn't know my wife's birthday was on Friday. I didn't know it was Friday that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like a little, because I knew, because, you know, we were planning this trip, everything. I knew Friday was my wife's birthday. But when I woke up Friday, I didn't know if it was fucking Tuesday or Wednesday. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I would already, I'd already been in Colorado since Tuesday. So all the days, you're just doing so much Melting shit. together. Yeah, it's it's all one giant yeah. fucking day, six days later. Yeah, you had a time traveling night. Yeah, dude, it was a... Uh, mostly I don't drink very much anymore. So I got pretty shitty. I was taking shots and stuff and I was up, we were, we had a little camp and we would drink on the fucking with some other people to like two in the morning kind of deal. You know, it was was good. It was good, man. It was fun. This, this, honestly, this Durango trip was the best one. Yeah. By By far. far. By far. I had a blast, you know, um, and I didn't even do that much. I, at night I was just going back to the ranch and hanging out with Amy. So So chill, man. It was still good. So good. So that Friday, um, I, she got mad at me for forgetting it was her birthday. I <laughs> called her from the dealership after I'd already left and realized it was her birthday. Oh. And she was cool with it, though. I just told her, I said, I told her the issue. I just didn't know what day it was. You know what I mean? And she's like, oh, okay, you're fine. Like, you know, she knows. Like, you know. So it wasn't a big deal. I went back and had lunch with her and stuff. I rode back to the ranch, had lunch, and then went back to the dealership. And then AJ's kind of <sighs> sauntering around, like. Sauntering. Uh, is that a word? No, that's a good word. I think it's the word I was looking for. All I right, thought good. it was very appropriately used. Nailed it. <laughs> we did the word for peacocking. Yeah, peacocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know how he does with his stories of the Greyhound bus. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, so he's like, man, I, it, there was like flat track race or something, and I and I think everybody was just a little hungover because we were, you know, hanging out the night before and having some drinks. So. I knew I wasn't going to go to the flat track races because we couldn't leave the little little man, little fucking, you know, picante beef over there fucking in the motorhome. I was worried about him chewing something oh. up. So, um, picante beef. And so... That's I, what he calls his dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just in case anyone was listening, yeah. going like, what the hell's picante beef and why would it chew anything? This <laughs> kid is this. He's definitely on the spectrum. So... <laughs> oh, so fuck. I fucking... Uh, so Amy, Amy, Amy left the, in six days of being in Colorado. She left the ranch one time for two hours with picante beef. I went and picked her up. But so I, um, that <laughs> night, like, you know, he's like, I don't really want to go to the flat track races. I'm kind of hungover. And I, or he wanted to go. He was like, I want to run my bike there if I go. So I can kind of be in control of, you know, when I come back and forth. And I said, well, I'm on my bike. I'm going to go back to the ranch. Um, you can ride on the back of my bike. I don't care. It's not the first time I've had a dude on the back of my bike. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, whatever. So he's like, okay. So we close up our booths. Um, he proceeds to put um, his face mask on because, you know, we're in a COVID-19 world. You have to have a face mask, you know. Um, but AJ's face mask is a little different than our face masks where, you know, I just have this cloth <laughs> face mask. AJ is a leather worker. So AJ has this very dominatrix-esque looking face mask. <laughs> very Hannibal Lecter. Oh. With man. a ginger Viking ponytail thing yeah. and red giant beard on the back of my bike. Well, first off, just just We looked amazing. We did look good together. So as we're pulling out of the dealership, the guys who are directing like the bike traffic are literally <laughs> pointing and laughing at us because it's me Everybody on there. Was. You know, it's a no helmet state. So he doesn't have a helmet on. He's just rocking. Oh, he's just no, got just, this mask and ginger beautiness yeah. in the wind. And <laughs> total. So this is flowing. And I let him know that I also needed to go to Walmart. 
Yeah, this was after the fact. Because when he first said, hey, we're just going, I, he's like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. I thought we're going from here straight back, oh, back roads. No one will see us. Nobody's going to see us. So I was like, in my mind, like, no big deal. Not to butt. I don't care. I, you know, we're in Colorado. I'm sure it's very acceptable here. And <laughs> are, there, are your socks rated for this amount of weight? It didn't matter at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of the and questions no, I had. My speedo kept turning off. <laughs> <laughs> Check engine light. He's like tapping his gauges. That's really odd. So we go to Walmart. You know, we got to parade around the the parking lot there at Walmart and find a parking spot. And then these two beefcakes get off this bike. (laughs) I love it when we're in the Walmart, too. Like we're in the parking lot. And all of a sudden he starts to be that guy. He starts to do the diner bro thing where you're at a stop. And every every time we came to a slow stop and we're about to had to hit the throttle every time. I wanted, to, I wanted to know my dominatrix daddy was on the back. And so oh, man. We, part, we go in, we're walking around, you know, almost hand in hand. I had to buy some pants and so I, I, bought, yes. I bought Amy a birthday cake and stuff. And, yeah, and I'm carrying it. Yeah. It was amazing. It was great. This is, I, and no pictures. Zero. No. Oh, fuck. This, we, these, we, these are things that only the people that got to see it should own in their brain. Yeah. There was a ton of people around. I want to see it. Oh, it was hilarious. I want to see it. And then we we proceeded to go back to the bike, load it back up with all the birthday cake and and new Dickie's pants, and then fucking ride back to the... Oh, we had to get gas then. Oh, yeah. Then he's like, oh, yeah, now I got to go get gas. And I'm like, Jesus. What do we... So we had to pull in the Do you want to go on the long way? (laughs) Remember that lady like tried to ram us the gas station? Oh, I thought that was so mean. Uh, Yeah, what a bitch. Hey, lady at the gas station. You remember us. I know you do. Uh, She's she's there somewhere. (laughs) going to forget. Yeah. You're a bitch. Yeah, we uh, pulled into this gas station, and it's like I was going towards this pump, and then she just turns the corner and like tries to, and I'm like kind of already in it, and she just pulls her car and she just parks, like her just got her nose in and just parks and like is looking at us, and I'm like, I guess we're not getting gas here, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, bitch. what a bitch. So we you know went around. Whatever. Your mama's a hoe. I yeah. was just well, like, I just was like, well, I guess we get to go around uh, the gas pumps <laughs> now. Yeah. So then after we left the gas station, he took the scenic route back. I didn't know if it was a straight shot or not, but I'm like, man, we're in the mountains and riding by <laughs> lakes and stuff. Back, <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah. The, the best part was, I was like, if he's taking me on the scenic route, I'm taking my hair out of these rubber bands. I'm letting it fly. So, oh, like, shit. while he's in the back, I take it out and I just do one of these where I shake my head back and just let my hair just catch it, you know? Just fucking the so, to be Dallas, so then, back there. Yeah, totally. So I squeeze my knees into his hips real tight and I just kind of just, <laughs> just shook my head and just, I was like, the wind. Like, I'm free. And there's no backrest, you know. So there Zero. were times he was hugging. I was, was going to say, that. watch yeah. the hands, Playboy. Yep. Uh, I got low at one point. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> wife's birthday, guy, not mine. Hey, man. Everybody gets to touch the belly button once. You know? <laughs> it, it was a good time, though. That was our our, um, our Colorado trip, basically, in a nutshell, Fuck. really. Yeah. How did you not tell me this before? Because I wanted to tell it on the air. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, as we were saving it. Yeah. <laughs> That was honestly, I, I have to say, like, I really appreciated the ride back. Yeah, it was good I, He was out, and he was, he was, he was such a gentleman. I am. On the ride back. I'm a gentleman on the ride. When he came to the stops, he made sure that it was real straight. Yeah. He didn't come to any hard stops. He Every tapped, he tapped on the, on the leg to let you know. I would hold his thigh. He did. He just like, <laughs> hey, sweetheart. I hate, I, char- I hate riding with people on the back of my bike because Amy doesn't do it anymore. Mm. So, oh, it's, it's I tried to be really good about it. I was hoping for a compliment, actually, because oh, I was like, were, I was like this. I was like super stiff, so I didn't like try to shift my weight yeah. or nothing. Like I was really super concerned yeah. about him. I hate it so much because yeah. you know it's just a different, it especially is. like, and you know, you know, 
um, with a full grown person on the back yeah. too. You know what I mean? The weight, you can definitely feel that weight and, and you're just like every stop. I'm always like two foot down. Like, ah, yeah. I'm going to fuck, ah, please don't tip over. And then we have to go up a half mile dirt road driveway with gravel oh, and deer. Deer. Remember the deer? We're running right next to us oh, on the yeah. fucking driveway. I'm just waiting for him to jump. I'm yelling at the deer. Don't fucking jump out in front of me. <laughs> Don't do it. Well, because the, the deer, day before he did it to John, and that's how he broke his collarbone. Yeah. Oh, shit. And the funny thing is, is these deers, they're like, they'll jump across the road, and then they'll stop and wait right by the side of the road. And it's like right when you come up to them, then they want to jump across again. Yeah. Like deer right so when you're weird. on top of them. They're deer, very weird. Yeah, deer are gay. Yeah, they are gay. They're cool, majestic beasts, but they're gay as fuck. Like... Just dumb. I don't get it. I, what's that? I've seen that meme where they're less like, you know, how everything evolves, but yet like the deer still will run straight at your foot. They, they can hear a foot. What is it? Something about the, yeah, well, it's like they can hear a crack in the woods of a branch from 300 miles away and oh, fucking disappear. Well, but yet when they see something coming at them at 60 miles an hour, they run right freeze. in front of it. Uh, I thought we were going to be talking about Sasquatch again. Oh, oh that re- okay. Hold on. I want to get look at me and say, "Oh, that reminds me." Well, <laughs> so he looked right at me and was like, "Oh yeah." Speaking of Sasquatch, <laughs> I was kind of worried about talking speaking about of alien abduction. Anybody? Oh uh, yeah. No. Okay. So, um, yeah. We're gonna close our eyes now. Yeah, you guys gotta totally close your eyes. I'm gonna look up. Okay, don't just just close your eyes, and then I'm gonna. Should I do this? Hold on. I have to separate them because one's a little different. Than Give Lorenzo the pink one. I'm unwrapping it. Is, it. is this where you pull your nuts out of your zipper? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that because my hands are open like they're ready to cup. I'm going to tell you right now, if my hands, if my nuts landed in your hands, they'd be on fire. Oh. I'm going to tell you right now, if something oh. like that lands in my hands, I'm squeezing real Prove hard. It. Okay, so don't don't just 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 you can put your thumb close your thumb. Okay, I'm gonna That's lightly it. close. Don't it. don't. Okay, and I'm I'm gonna do the real special packaging. One Ramsey is here. I'm gonna wrap this up real nice. Are you putting I've it done, in the McGriddle package? I've done this trick before. <laughs> this is the same thing they did in jail. When okay. You were there, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. You want this cookie? <laughs> Throw them down and suck them off. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are weird. Do we look or? Uh, okay. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of like meditating right now. Okay. Is that okay? Like open your eyes or okay? You're no, still not a- yet, dingus. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what's happening. My eyes are closed. Did you ever peek at your presents like your Christmas presents when you were a kid? Okay. You got presents? On, <laughs> on the count of three, you can open your eyes. One. The, two. This make me horny. Three. You have to describe what it is. What are oh, you doing? I have a camouflaged face mask. I have, uh-huh. I have a McGriddle wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. This is amazing. <laughs> so, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So, so, I was so excited this, this about this. I know you would be. We're as gay as deer because yeah. so, <laughs> you're as gay as deer. Michael in the dark. Yes. Yes. Is Michael in the dark? Mine isn't in the dark, does it? No. Uh, your, yours is more plain. So, Loser. so well, that one's that one's that's ready for painting. So you can you can paint hair, it. Mine has little hairs on the bottom of his testicles. I knew you guys would love oh, these, especially are, Steve. Oh, this is amazing. Nuts. So, Especially when we talked about the, as soon as you said T Rex penis, I was like, oh man, you got to see the Cacosaurus. <laughs> oh, so, God. 
I'm gonna, I don't even know how to describe this. I'm gonna so, put this in my story right now. <laughs> I know a friend of my a friend of mine makes these. He just got into um, 3D printing, and he uh, dropped one off. And then like I turned around, my wife says like, "What? Because I didn't know he did it." And then uh, he's like, "Hey, what? I was like, What's this?" I was like, "I don't know. What are you talking about?" I turned around. She's like, "What is that?" I was like, "I don't know. It looks like a little tiny penis." And then I look at it. I was like, "Oh my god, it's got legs! Oh my god, it's got a tail!" It's like a T-Rex, but a penis. So it's hard. It's actually hard to photo- for, like get a good angle on it. Because <laughs> you want to uh, get all the veins. But yeah. I mean, you can't <laughs> it's go straight a veiny bastard for sure. <laughs> I know. Like, so, you're, so you're just, it's so ribbed. You're like, whose really pleasure is it for? So Red Red puts this little gift in our hands and we unwrap it. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, uh, it's a dick on a T-Rex legs with the tail with a giant but sack then he of also, balls he yeah. also gives us a, a wallet a card wallet which is amazing but me and steve are just focused i didn't even know the, i didn't even the see the card wallet i noticed it first i'm less gay than you yeah i just well, figured mine was actually sitting on the table so it was mine yeah. oh yeah never mind then yeah yeah just just way gayer. but i didn't yeah. want to assume that was for me right away <laughs> so yeah. like maybe just took his i mean I, I wasn't really sure that i wanted to to give them to you guys on air, but no, that was the, the conversations <laughs> and stories, I was like, well, this, I think it's so This fitting. is essentially you. Yeah. But to you. On, I have a card wallet of what his skeleton will be like in 20 years. <laughs> With a really nice in mustache. In 20 years? Or 30? <laughs> wow. How old are you? 42. Yeah, 20 years. Oh. <laughs> 20? Oh, no, no, no. You want to die at 62? How long, when do you want to die? Uh, hey, in my family, it's it's normal for us to get into the three digits. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. We have a very long line of. What side of the family though? Hmm? What side of the family though? The Mexican side or the? It's funny you actually ask that. It's actually this on is my mom's not side. Yeah. This is actually your face mask. It's not part of the gift, right? No, no, not okay, at you all. Might I mean, need that back. And, it, and I don't use it to cover my face, but just you know, just my sack. <laughs> um, my aunt is like ninety-two or three right now. My really? she's my great aunt on my mom's side, grandma's side. My yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Our family's so small. Like we have such a small family. I don't even know anybody else because my, my a lot of my family come over from Germany. Eh. So technically, I'm an immigrant. I'm a, I'm a I'm an immigrant also. Like, or what do they say? What is? I'm from an immigrant family. You got here just in time. I that guess. I mean, up, that's baby. kind of the same thing for me though. Because well, we, I'm not, I'm only the. I guess technically the third generation here. So my mom. Well, so my mom's mom came over from Germany. Yeah. And so my mom was born here, and, then I, and you know, she had kids, which would be me, and I'm born here. But, I mean, really, who isn't an immigrant? Oh, yeah. yeah. Anymore yeah. at this yeah. point. Yeah, full of it here. But that's the, uh, that's the funny part of everything. Yeah, no, I, my, my family does it. But I, I notice a lot of Mexican families, they get they, – they live along – not my family. <laughs> we drop like flies, apparently, <laughs> but – Fuck. Don't say that. <laughs> well, for, uh, it, it's, just, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, my, my grandma lived till she was 97. Um, my grandfather was over 100. My great-great-grandmother was over 100. Um, great-aunt, over 100. I mean, it's just like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's like in our DNA. I wouldn't doubt that I would get pretty up there unless, you know, things well, come to my, a calamitous end. My, my grandparents lived. Well, I say my grandma well, no, my grandpa was pretty old too, and he passed away. He just he passed away, you know, almost I don't know, I want to say like 10, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, he passed away, but he was an old cat. My grandma, an old cat. my grandma died. I don't remember how she how old she was. Well, I could do the math, 
I remember correctly, she was born in 1928, and she died in 2008. Whoa. So, That's still old. Yeah. That's good. That's a long life, man. I think and anything I, I after be, 70 is a long life. I could life. be wrong on that date, though. I got to I gotta really look into that of uh, for her, her birth date. I don't remember now. Mm. But and my grandpa, uh, what is it? I have it on here. He was born in 24, but he died in 04. But he died from smoking cigarettes. You have your, your grandfather's dates tattooed on your knuckles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but yeah, he, he's emphysema. That was, yeah, that's, that's some rough, that's rough to go through. I with think somebody it's too. funny how people who have a ton of vices happen to live longer. Well, that's like, uh, my I grandma, that's, that, that's not that long though. You know, that's, my, that's, my that's grandma long... used to say the reason why is because they laugh more. He didn't laugh that much. No, he was a pretty funny guy. Actually. I, I take that back. He, uh, but he, he, I don't know. I don't think that that's that long. I don't, I, I mean, what was it? What's 24 to Oh four. That's not that long. Well, that's 75, 70, wait, 24? Yeah. That's, that's 80? 76, 80 years old. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's a good time. Oh, that's, that's a good healthy. That's a good long life, man. But you know what was a shame is that he was, um, you know, he smoked. Fuck, dude, he smoked forever. He was in World War II kind of deal, you know. He smoked fucking forever. Always smoked. That was like, this is, you know, oh, this is like kind of after that time. But I remember, like, as a kid... Christmas and stuff, they had ashtrays or smoking in the house, you know what I mean? Like, that's just the way it was when we were all kids, you know, in the 80s and stuff. Mm. So, um, and then I, it was one Christmas Eve that emphysema just fucking got him, ambulance, everything. And then from that day, like before that, he was, a you know, always working and doing stuff in the wood shop and blah, blah, blah. And then after that, it was, uh, it was done. It was down, downhill for like a good one or two years before it was just over. Mm. You know, it was a shame and it was, it was, it was a sad too. Cause before that happened, my grandma had got cancer, beat cancer once. And then he went into his spell. He didn't make it out. Mm-hmm. And then, so he, he was in Oh four and then she, she moved, ended up moving with my mom to Kansas. And then he in Oh five and she was there for three years or whatever and passed away from cancer again in Kansas. No way. Yeah. Pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things. Were you close? Yeah. Sorry to hear that, man. Huh. I was close to my grandma too when she passed away. She's it's funny, my 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 parents on both sides were very secretive about our ancestry and our history. <clears throat> but my grandma Did you say ancestry? Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you think I said? Ancestry. Oh. I was like, oh, well, well, that's diff- inter- this is going I, in an interesting that direction. Be a secret. <laughs> yeah, let's just go ahead and keep that a secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that. Uh, yeah, but on her bed, man, she was telling us all kinds of stories about the town that she grew in. Oh, yeah. She kept calling it a village. I don't know why. She, I was like, Grandma, you didn't live in a hut. Uh. <laughs> Stop calling it a village. You weren't a tribe. Well, it depends where they were from. Some of it's not that far off. I mean, my grandma in, in Germany, they were super poor. She would tell me that their he- their beds were straight up brick with hay and like a sheet over that. And at night, they would fucking warm bricks up in the fire and put them at the foot of their bed to keep their beds warm. Dude, you know, that's it's the same thing uh, with my grandma on my dad's side. Um, we went to, we took a fucking Greyhound bus to El Paso from, from uh, Long Beach oh, and we'd go visit where like she had grown up and stuff like that. Like it was in, it was in, it was somewhere in Mexico. I was, I was a kid. I don't know yeah. where, but I remember passing through, um, uh, Wadis and stuff like that, uh, a fucking war zone and going like way past there. And it like, why does this look like, you know, just like a shitty ghetto, yep. you know, out here. But once you passed there, she was like, oh yeah, we grew up and it was legit. Like. It was a fucking school. It was like a fucking mud hut. Yeah. 
Like, and she was like, yeah, we used to play out here. Like, and like the school was obviously closed at this point because it was so old. But I mean, like we, we, we found like old, like, um, pottery tea sets or whatever. It looks like they just made it. Yeah. Like, you know. Was this right like there. a historical site now? That's what, that's what it looked like. It, it looked like <laughs> it, it looked like that because you'd find little pieces of clay and she was like, oh, we played with stuff just like this, you know, and yep. and uh, and I believe, I remember we, we went, we, the reason why we went down there was because um, I believe my aunt had gotten cancer and then my grandma made a deal with one of the saints where if she was, you know, if she was okay, she came out of it, she would go down and visit I forgot what it, it might have actually might have been like um, St. Lorenzo or something like that too, which is ironic. But I remember, yeah, we had a trek down with her because she said I made the promise. So I got to go down to this weird random, it, it was like another church, like a, like yeah. an old medieval church that we had to go down to where she had to pray and then right back through. But I mean, down there it's, it's like third world, like national geographic. And this was in the late eighties, early nineties. I think it was, I think it was early nineties. And I'm just, I was tripping out. I was like, because, you know, I, like I said, I was born and raised in San Diego, Long Beach, and stuff like that. So I'm <gasps> used to the city life. And I see this. I'm like, what the fuck happened? It's weird, right? Yeah. But I remember when my dad used to tell me when he was growing up in Texas, um, in the North Temple region, he used to tell me how he could lay in his bed, look out the wall, and see his tire swing. And I was like, what do you mean look by at that? that? Oh, you, shit. Know, you mean the window? <laughs> nah. Nope. So he took me by his house when we went on this one trip to go visit family in Texas. And he showed me the house and it was still there. And it was a legitimate historical site. Wow. And the house was all Latham. Do you know what Latham is? Uh. Okay, so before um, before they did uh, drywall, what they would do is they do uh, like wood lap siding. So like shiplap almost, mm -hmm. right? So it would uh, layer up on each other. On the inside of the studs, they would put essentially like super thin... Um, like eighth inch thick, about an inch wide strips of wood. And they would nail those between the studs and then layer them up and make like a wood wall. Mm -hmm. And then they would put plaster over that. Gotcha. So that's all that it was. There was no insulation. If there was, it would usually be sawdust. Sometimes it was dirt or a mixture of manure, dirt and hay, whatever it was. It was mm -hmm. like generally whatever was close, right? So my dad, when he would say stuff like that, what he was saying was, he had a hole in his wall by his bed that he could look out into his yard and see his. That's, that's a trip. That's, that's your dad. It's not like your great, your great, yeah. great granddad. My dad. That's, your yeah, dad. Yeah. that's that's just once removed. Like, yeah, you know? and, he, and the funny thing was, like back then, I mean, when you were in the military, my dad, my grandfather, flew as an Air Force captain in the Air Force. He flew B fifty two bombers and then he taught. And. Uh, so when you're back then, it was like a very big deal for your family to be in the military. And generally you see it. <laughs> He's already playing it with like an army soldier. We're playing with it at the table. Pew, pew, pew. Not the table, Carlos. <laughs> it <laughs> takes a whole nother level when you do that. Pew, pew. <laughs> squirt, 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 squirt. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, so back then my, my grandfather was always traveling. He was always gone. And my grandma was... Uh, she basically raised my dad by herself for the most part until he my grandfather retired and they were very, very poor, like beyond poor. Like the military do not get the best end of the stick when it comes to Fuck getting no. paid for what they do. I nope. have so much respect for our military for, for what they're willing to put themselves in. Cause really, honestly, they are in a full service mode. It's the, yeah. when you call them service men and women, they are in a state of service. Yeah. It's then, not just like what they but do, then we but they're for the national anthem. Oh man. I mean, I don't, but you have these people making millions upon millions of dollars 
to throw fucking stupid balls or whatever, kneeling for the national anthem for As our country. It, I just, I don't agree with bringing those types of ideals to the to the game. You're getting paid millions of dollars. No. Don't play, sit play. there and bring your political. You I do don't. If you want to do that on your free time, on the other side of the game, like if you're going to do commercials and whatever, fine. If you want to start a, a, don't get me started on this. Yeah, it's I'm hard. Down the hole. I, I don't let's believe talk in about Bigfoot. Mixing, <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in mixing politics and religion with your professional career. Mm. Makes sense. St- step away from it. Be a professional. Act professional, and do the other shit on a something else. You know. Yeah, when you're doing that kind of stuff. But anyway, so back then, my my grandma, she uh, she had to figure out how to provide for my dad, and she actually started an art studio. Oh shit! And she started teaching people in Texas. And it was a very big deal for her. And then she became incredibly famous. And then she started teaching senators. Is that why it's an historical site? I don't know, to be honest. You didn't. Read I just the think it's because it's the building. No, I oh. just knew that the area was considered historical because of the farmlands and stuff. Gotcha. Like our family, our where family. In, where is this in Texas? Temple. Temple, Texas. Where is that by? It's in the Panhandle. I don't know what that means. It's, it means it's, it's in the, the very, very top that looks like I a was Panhandle. Just there. <laughs> I was in Amarillo. There you go. See. See, I could have gone there. Could have stayed in, in your yard, maybe in your dad's yard. I, I thought it was interesting that we have um, our family line's name is actually in the bricks for the first railroad that came through there. Really, mm-hmm. like carved in? It was a very big deal. Well, every 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 major family name that had put labor into building the railroad, they got to put their name on a brick and put it in the actual foundation. That's like some OG shit right there. Wow. Yeah, and what? so my dad, my dad, and my cousins. They took us to the, to the railroad. It was that was another historical site because they don't actually use it as a stop anymore. But they walked us around, and I was like, "Oh, there's all these cool names in here." And he took us to where our name was in the in the in the foundation. That's, that, that's always going to be there. That's forever that's never going away. Forever, man. I was just like, "Wow, that is really cool." I just felt I felt like our family means something, you know. Like it, it, there's something to that, you know. No, it, it, that's definitely. I, I mean. I'm, not that I know of, but I mean, I, we don't have anything like that. But I know I'd be super fucking pumped if I saw, you know, our, our family name that was directly connected, not just like, oh, somebody had the same last name as us, you yeah. know, has, has a break here. Do you guys have your own fucking family? Yeah, it's actually your. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's in there. It's actually in the thing. Man, it's it's just cool that we have that in our family line. It's just a line of very hard workers that work with their hands, even on my mom's side. My, my, on my mom's side, we were the first, uh, my mom's side of the family, were the first ones to bring assisted living specialty care for Alzheimer's and elderly to the state of California. Look at that. Mm-hmm. And that's cultural, like a though. Pioneer. I want to I say that that's cultural. That's what a cultural mean? thing because the in, in the his, in, I would say in the Latin community, in the Latin culture, they're very about taking care of their oh, family. Yeah. Very much so. I've noticed that in the Latin culture. Like I grew up, in, you know, with a lot of friends like that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I noticed that, you know, you can, you can easily see that yeah. for the majority where it, it's not like that. Well, again, like my family is, is right is so small. Like I don't even, I know nothing about my family besides my grandma. You know what I mean? My grandpa. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know a lot about my grandpa. My grandpa was a weird dude. Like where I hung out with him a lot and like I learned a lot of shit from my grandpa. But uh, when my grandma died... Um, I went back to Kansas and, and I was going through paperwork and stuff like that through her, like, you know, stuff. And, and cause I was looking for like, and I historical stuff, you know what I mean? 
Um, it was really shitty because she had just started writing like what would be her memoirs. Yeah. And she got only like one page in on the laptop and it would have been a very, very interesting story. And I told her, you should start doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Writing about your childhood and all this stuff because the, the whole family has ties through all World War II and fucking the Berlin Wall and all this crazy weird shit. Like Remy used to have like a piece of the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. And before she passed away, she sent all that kind of like artifact stuff, you know, back to Germany to her family. Um, but, uh, I found documentation of my grandpa with different names, like full blown social security cards with different names and things like that. So my grandpa was like a kind of an interesting guy, but he was also an orphan. Like he grew up on the streets of Chicago and joined the army when he was like 15 years old. Hard stories, man. Yeah. So it's, you know, and he, and, and one thing I'll never, ever know now because my, like one of my grandpa's toes clearly was missing the bone. <laughs> okay, like where your toes usually like taper down. Do, 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 do. He had this one that should have been long and it was all scrunched up like a soft penis. Ew. Yeah, and it was like the weirdest <laughs> little fucking thing, like all wrinkly and like clearly like missing the bone. And whenever you'd ask him, what happened to your toe? I cut the bone out and I made a stew with it. That's <laughs> all he ever said. Man, well, if you hear now, it enough times, you start to believe it. Yeah, but now I'm 38. I don't really think it's very realistic. No. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, if you're stuck in a situation, you got to eat. You never fucking know. I mean, you're like, well, I got nine more. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) I mean, but I personally would probably, I definitely wouldn't do the pinky toe. No, it was like the. It'd have to be like the middle toe and the second one over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was weird, man. It was super weird. I I mean, I highly doubt I'll ever be able to find a picture of it, but, you know, (laughs) it was weird. But it was just interesting going through all that old history of stuff, finding weird documents and stuff and, and, you know. You know, I knew he was an interesting guy. Like I knew he had these weird situations and I knew that he lied about his age and, you know, but I don't even know if the last name he went by the rest of his life was his real last name, to be truthful. Whoa. Yeah. He was, his last name was Greenman. And then I found- <laughs> It's like any, everybody's last name. Yeah. But then I found documentation under Blumen. <laughs> yeah. Weird right? shit like that. Yeah. Because, you know, did he lie about his last name and stuff and not make up an alias to join the military at a young age mm-hmm. and then just went by that name for the rest of his life? Where, was, where it was, did he only pick tertiary colors for his last name though? I don't know, but that's why I said my, my son's middle name is blue because of that. Yeah. Did, was, was your grandpa from Germany or was he? No, he okay, was an American. So, okay. So he was an orphan in the streets of Chicago. That's yeah. You, you yeah. Yeah. That. So he was an American that went over and I always forget the stories, but where the, my grandma and him met, I think they met in Germany kind of deal. And she came over kind of, you know, and I'd have to figure that out again, but yeah, that, that's, a, that's a reminder. You know, it's funny. Cause I was talking to my mom the other day. It was my dad passed away, you know, uh, I think back in 13, um, or it might've been 15. 13. Yep. I love how you guys have all these like critical dates from family members tattooed on your bodies. You got to. I'm not good with dates. Yeah, I'm terrible. The only um, reason I remember my daughter's birthday because it's two days after her uncle's birthday. Yeah. So like I, whenever I'm like, okay, her birthday, his birthday's this. Okay, so her birthday's If my this. wife dies, I'm screwed on dates. Yeah. I'm yeah, not see, good I, dates. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to lock it down. I, I, yeah. Sometimes I remember, sometimes I just, I draw a blank. I need to get on your guys' level for real with the tattoos yeah. and the dates, because I'm not kidding you. If yeah. my wife goes before me, I won't remember anybody. I'm this just is, like, this I don't is know who honestly the least shittiest t- tattoo I have on me. Yeah, it really is. Because <laughs> it has a date. Nobody will talk shit about it no matter what. I yeah. could I could put this dinosaur penis and put my dad's, you yeah. know, 
years underneath it. And should, that's fucking right. You should rad. see his back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to see my back. I kind of do now. Uh, <laughs> I make him pull it out almost every podcast. So my, my, so my dad. Well, I stop away. now. <laughs> I mean, dun, you, dun, now dun. you kind of have a reputation to uphold. Oh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> Chest we'll, out, we'll baby. Just, we'll, just, we'll just get it over with right now. Chest okay. I want to see. I want to see. What? Uh, what in God's name? Is this flamingos? You Are those flamingos? <laughs> oh my God! Is that supposed to be chrome? Yo, yeah, bro. Chrome. Uh, oh, oh, it's still so, okay. So, so that's. Cal. I thought that was a fox on the right side, <laughs> and then I realized it's the silhouette of a stripper on a pole upside oh, down. Yeah, you thought Steve, it was, we're gonna take a picture wow. of that and just put a big portrait on the wall. Yeah, yeah <laughs> wow. just leave it. we'll put it on the back of the door so we can just close the door. Here it is. I love it. You're like, that's my favorite T-shirt. I'm getting it tattooed. Right. <laughs> so, so my my dad passed away, oh. and my dad had a gang of secrets. <laughs> like, I, I I kind of felt I never like bothered him about like you know yeah. what you know because like I know my dad was in prison a whole bunch of times jail and stuff like that. And I've never, did you, did you know why? No, that's the thing is I, he never told you anything like that. But we were raised to never ask why. When See, it, that's the thing that too though. That's like but also you, the cultural oh. thing too, because that's for me finding out about my family. It's like, I had to wait till my grandma was on my deathbed for all these stories to come out. Yeah. See, and, and that's but where, see, but you, you know were, what I mean? You were close to your dad though, as you got older. So yeah. that's why I asked if you were, I understand when you're young, like, but yeah, that's you the shouldn't, thing. you shouldn't know these things when yeah. you're young. I, I, so I saw, I never, so I just found out, how my mom and my dad met, and here's here's a crazy plot twist. So, my stepmom, who I'm also close with, um, dated my dad when he was in high school. My dad went to the military, and when he came out, he was still with my stepmom, but he started seeing my mom on the side. Dun, dun, dun. And then they ended up, then they got married. You know, had had me and my sister. But then, in '94, '95, uh, when my dad got his his life together, you know, you know, and um, he ended up marrying. My stepmom, which was his girlfriend in high school, yeah, crazy, uh, yeah, so, and it, it it was. I mean, it's not funny. I, I mean, yeah, fuck it, it's funny. He had, my dad had my mom's name tattooed on his chest. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, they were they were adults about it. you know, like they were really good. They really, they they came and stayed at my mom's house before, you know. So they, everyone was cool, but I I didn't know how they met until just a couple years ago. My mom was telling the story. You know, he was just driving by. And, you know, we Whoa. made eye contact. Yeah. Oh, you know? so, it was one of those. So, so like stuff like that, you know what I mean? But I didn't know like how did he, and it's weird stuff. Like how did he propose to, you know, my mom and stuff like that? Cause yeah. it, my dad was an absolute wild, who knows? Like he proposed to my stepmom in a letter. Cause she lived in Albuquerque. He lived in Long Beach. So he just sent her a letter. Like you want, yo, like is you is, are you downful or not? <laughs> are you downful or what? Dude, so I mean, shit like that, you know. So who knows, you know? And then um, it, it was actually, and I haven't even asked my mom. My mom will know, but my mom, she's real secretive about this shit. I, I don't know if she's just embarrassed. I don't know why they got a divorce. You know, I remember when the divorce happened, but I don't know why. You know, and um, like I saw a picture of my dad kneeling down. In, in front of the priest or whatever with my mom, it was the ceremony where they're getting married, but he had a big tuxedo on, but you can see prison blues hanging out the bottom. No. Of yeah. it. So I just found out they just got married in prison. So, Gangster. so I, I, good, I asked my mom, I, I, you know, I was like, is this true? And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. And that's, that's like just recently she when just, I asked about it. She, she didn't want to talk about, about it still. She still yeah, doesn't want to talk, about, talk it? about it. But I, I, I stress out cause you, People, you don't know when this is going to happen, when you're not going to be able to talk about ask these questions and yep. stuff like Man, that. So I, I think it's important to learn about these things. You should. And, and I, I regret not 
asking my dad more. You know what I mean? Because it, it could have. I mean, is your dad so, still with us? No, none. Of my my dad died. My stepdad died within a couple of years. You know, oh, Agent Orange stuff like that. But I was really close with both of them, and I regret only getting close to him towards the end. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it, when I say the end, I mean I had ten years with my dad uh, where I lived in Albuquerque and we worked together and stuff like that, you know, so we, we got to really hang out and stuff like that. And then towards, um, I would say like the last eight years, you know, I got really close with my stepdad, you know, but, um, like I said, I, I, I can't go back in time and ask these, you know, what happened? you like, where were you here? Not like, you know, how come you weren't there for us? Whatever. But I'm like, what were you up to? Like, yeah. I don't want to make the same mistakes and stuff like that, you know, cause I noticed we do a lot of the same. I mean, me and my dad, we've been to jail, a bunch of times, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like all my uncles were in prison, you know? It's a shame you didn't go to jail together. <laughs> <laughs> Not a shame, but you know what I mean? I wish you, I could have made my dad look at that dude being off in the... <laughs> See what I had to deal with, man. Nah. But I mean, it's stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, I, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, we missed out on a lot of hanging out, but I feel like I missed out on a lot more information, you know, just how Red says he, he you know, he got to learn all this history and stuff like that. We might have some history. Yeah. Out there. I, I don't know. You may have some either. real good history, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I've, I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm I, just grateful that I had an opportunity with my dad while he was still able yeah. to take us on a road trip and really get into it nitty gritty and like really kind of be as open as he could. I mean, he didn't tell us a lot of stories because I knew my dad grew up really, really rough, which yeah. is what forced him to be an engineer. Cause he had nothing to play with. Like all the kids around him, he was so poor. All the kids around him, they had stuff. And if he wanted it, he had to build it. Yeah. yeah. And he told me a story one time when kids were um, building their little gold, their gold carts from, from mailing kits, like real nice ones with their dads. And well, his, his dad, my grandfather didn't want to have nothing to do with that shit. Like he, when he came back from war and being in the military, he just wanted to go hunt kill stuff and make things. I said, he didn't want to really do anything with my dad. So my dad made his own go-kart out of like wooden parts and an old lawnmower and he pulled it apart. Lawnmower, the reason why he had that is because my dad, my grandfather said, it's trash, it'll never run again anyway. So if you want to play with it, go ahead, that's your toy. And so my dad went and took it into <laughs> wow. the shed, fixed it and got it running again. And that was the first motor he ever rebuilt. Turned it into a go-kart, rode it down the street. Kids were making fun of him and at the same time asking him to ride it because oh, it was course. the fastest one in the town. I mean, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, you know, those are the, but again, it took forever for me to even hear that story. It wasn't until I was in Texas and my dad's cousin was sitting around saying, remember that time when you rode around that go-kart down the hall? And, da, 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 and I was like, whoa, what go-kart? My dad built a go-kart? Like, oh yeah. It used to be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I, I don't understand because my dad's not into power sports. He's not into making things go fast. He's just into making things work well. Yeah. So like if he, for him, when he looks at a car, he goes, what are the specs on the car? And I'll tell him, he's like, oh, that sounds like a really good, well-made car. Don't change anything. <laughs> and here I am Purist. going like, oh, yeah, I want, you know, I'm like talking about wheels and tires and lift Don't and whatever. Have you met my friends? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Pop, do you even realize how far away the apple fell from the tree? Yeah. Well, that's the same way with me, though. Like, nobody in my family is into what I'm into. Like, I didn't get this. This wasn't hereditary for me where I'm like, oh, I like cars and motorcycles and shit. You know what I mean? It was just me. Yeah, that scared me. What was it? I don't know. What? What'd you hear? I didn't hear anything. That's what I was looking for. A voice? No. Looking for light switch. Yeah. Oh, you're. Oh, he's been playing with my dick this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now my dick glows. 
Oh, that's too so cool. Take a picture, Steve. Yeah, I can't yeah. my phone. It's dark in here now. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, you got to yeah, put dick. Ryan next to can, uh, can you? <laughs> can you? Cruzy's playing with my glowing dick. Yes. Yes. All right. I got the picture. But um, I like it in here without the lights off. It's, it's kind of it's, nice. it's all it's like the nice. glow is neat. You need to do one of these with some like candles and stuff. Guess what, guys? I took my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Can they hear that? I don't yeah. think so. Oh fuck! Why isn't that in there? I Steve could, just played a magical. Dude, guess what, guys? Time. I took my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a little game of guess who's in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I have an interesting story for that one. I don't even want to go there. Wait, what? <laughs> I was just playing, dude. Can we keep the lights <laughs> off on this one or what? No. Switch seat, Steve. So, <laughs> the, so there we were at the Four Corners Pie Eating Contest. Oh, God. Should I tell that story? I don't know yeah, if I should. I don't know. You're the hold one who's going to get in trouble. I'm not. Hold on. I need to go. What are you going to do? He's got to go pee. Oh, he's got to go pee. Oh, what I, well, well, I'll go back with what I was saying before it got real sensual in here. Um, you know, this isn't like where a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm into motorcycles. Cause my dad was into motorcycles or I'm into fucking cars. Cause you know, I learned it from my, I didn't, my dad wasn't, we had, we had a few dirt bikes growing up. Like when I was later in my er, early teenage years. Um, but that was pretty much it. And, uh, we rode, you know, we rode dirt bikes, but Harleys and cars and stuff. That's just, I fucking needed it you know yeah like my grandpa wasn't into cars and stuff like um i learned a lot from him he he did a, he had a wood shop at his house and so that's oh, how i yeah. learned to work with my hands and stuff like that Same you know here. and so like i mean it, it's funny because kids growing up these days and and even the younger generation before us they don't quite understand what we all have had to do to necessarily be here they just want to be in the top right away but I've been like running a chainsaw since I was seven years old, eight years old kind of deal, cutting trees down and fucking not like huge fucking lumberjack shit, but you know, just like yard work type shit, yeah. you know, um, you know, mowing grass. I had a, you know, a lawn mowing route, you know, you can turn the lights back on. This is getting real fucking weird in here. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I oh, feel very, apparently now. I feel very comfortable in the dark, but it was cool though. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I just love I the lights. Like I should have shut the door all the way. So there's just come just the glow. <laughs> But, um, I just took my pants off, <laughs> but you know, it was, a. Uh, we all grew up differently and we all grew up. I mean, I, I don't feel that we were poor when we grew up. Um, my dad, he worked real hard and he made sure that we didn't really, you know, uh, we, we grew up fine, you know, but, um, I've always worked like I've, I've had my own lawn mowing route since I was like 10, 12, 13 years old, you know, fucking making my own money. I've always made my own money. Even in high school, I had, I had two jobs. I worked seven days a week, every day after high school. And I worked th through the weekend. You know, I wanted to do that, but every, you know, my, my mom was a flight attendant, my dad, and they also did like multi-level marketing with herbal life. My oh, they, shit. They, herbal all, life. And they were killers at it. Yeah. Like they were the ones that people would write about like, Oh my God, they're like in the top level, mate. They were killing it. The pyramid. Yeah. They were killing it. And then on top of my mom being a full-time flight attendant, they own three assisted living facilities all in the same Jesus. street. Plus my dad ran maintenance, built cars, flipped vehicles. I mean, like they were just always yeah. hustling, but I never, it's not that the work ethic wasn't there. But the thing that I gravitated towards was making something to sell it. Well, no, yeah. You know, like the lemonade stand, yeah. that was like, I, I understood it, but then I took it to another level because yeah. then it was like, well, 
I'm also going to sell juice. Oh yeah. And Super then cool. I'm going to sell vegetables. Well, that, <laughs> that, that, I kind of understood that too. Like I've kid. always been a hustler at the yeah. same time. Cause like even in high school, I had a clothing brand like me and my buddy, uh, Matt and, and my buddy, Chris, we all joined together and we took money and we went and bought fucking shirt blanks in the shirt store and the iron on transfers. And we printed them at the house and ironed them on shirts. And we were fucking backpacks full of shirts instead of school books. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we were selling shirts at the fucking school and you know, it's like crazy, right? Oh yeah. Even today. I mean, there's always ways to make money. It's crazy to me. You know what I see with like, um, I see this a lot now. I see dudes complaining about not being able to have the things that other people have, whether it's multiple motorcycles or an old car or this and that. And here's what I also see. Those same motherfuckers playing Call of Fucking Duty all night. So yeah. this time that you're putting into playing these fucking video games and shit, which I do not do, is the time you're losing on trying to make money. You know what I mean? So, and I've done it. Like I used to play video games, but I don't anymore. You know what I mean? But, and if you think about, it, I mean, I know when I played those games, I'd spend five, six, seven fucking hours a night. You know what I mean? Like that's easy on a Saturday when you're not doing shit. Fuck it. I'm playing all day. You know what I mean? But if you took that energy and you put that towards uh, whether it's a clothing brand or just figuring out a hustle. I mean, literally, like you said, Gary V, that dude's the killer at going to fucking uh, yard sales and just fucking selling shit right there on the spot on offer up. You know what I mean? You do that? Like, no, no, that, no that, Gary V, that, that Gary V guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> you know? But that's a real hustle right there. I mean, there's all these different ways to make money. I mean, fuck, Craigslist has a free section. Go get that shit for free and sell it. Like, you know, you really can do that. It's truth. Yeah. And You've done and, it a few times. Yeah. And people are just so fucking lazy and set in this mindset that, you know, like they clock in, do the nine to five or whatever the fuck they do and that's it, but they don't make enough money and that's like the, the end of it. People are like afraid to get the second job. Like we, you know, you used to have to do like, think about all the times that parents or, you know, generations before us had to have, Oh, I worked two jobs through my twenties just to fucking, you know, so you could eat or so I had, I could have apartment or whatever it mm -hmm. was. But now we all get this mindset that you only have to have one job, but I've always, my whole life always had a side hustle. Well, I mean, it kind of being, you know, if you're trying to brand yourself now in this new market in this whole new world, mm -hmm. you don't just do one thing. No. You have to wear multiple. Look at what we're doing right now. Oh yeah. You have to wear multiple hats. Yep. Like I, I remember one of the first times you and I actually met, you said that you have to be a marketer. Uh -huh. You have to be a strategist. You have to be a business person. Uh, you have to, you have to be diverse brand marketing. Uh, I mean like all these different things, Everything. right? You have to be able to kind of have your head in all of those different little pies yeah, to be able to figure out how to market yourself. And right now, as, as hard as it looks, it's easier now than ever because we have a, a free tool at the, at our fingertips, literally to be seen across the whole entire world and never before, you know, never before Instagram, Facebook, social media itself has marketing ever been as easy. You know, before that, you'd have to buy magazine ads, wait fucking four months for them to even put it in the first magazine. True. And hope it's going to fucking work. But it's like, it, it's it's a double-edged sword because it's easy because it's accessible, but yep. that doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy to get the type of return out of it. Because it's now you have so many people accessing the same information. Agreed. It, you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that it's not... It's just a little bit more difficult. You have to kind of fight your way feel, through the system. I don't think a little it's more. more difficult than it used to be, though. I, granted, right. I, I never, I've never, I wasn't in business when I had to purchase a fucking magazine ad, so I don't know. I'm just going off what I think. 
I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's more difficult. Like, you know, yeah. because, you know, one, you, you know, for us, we can do paid marketing ads through mm-hmm. these, these networks, you know, so where they're going to be seen by way more people than, than mm-hmm. just posting it on our page that only has, you know, this amount of followers. So you have, and, and literally you can do that with do, 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 and done. Now this is going to be viewed by a minimum of 75,000 people, you know, True. over, over the time of one month. And, you know, I, and wait, I'm going to do three of those. So now we're going to be viewed by this X amount of people for this much monies. You know what I mean? And, and, and yes, maybe you won't make a return, but the idea is to make a return, right? You know, so you hope to make a return. Mm-hmm. Um, not always the case, but, um, I, I just believe that the marketing scenario now is, uh, is so simple and so out there. And it is why you see a saturated market though, of all these other fucking people. You know what I mean? You have people that are saying they, they need to make more money and they don't know how to do it because they're playing video games. Then you have also markets that are being saturated by now everybody's doing the same fucking thing, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it, it is, I guess, double-edged sword, like you said. It is. Yeah. For me, I mean, I learned a lot, dude, when we were just sitting up there at Four Corners staring at the stars and we were just, because I my mind is so on my skill set uh-huh. that my Achilles tendon is what you excel at. I don't even know if I can sell at anything. No, bro. I mean, you, you really do. Uh, and you're just, you know what, you know what, to me, okay. I look up to you in this is that you are exceptional at being yourself without having to bend to other people's will. And you can cut uh, through all of that. I'm just too hard headed. That's why nah, some people call it stubbornness. I just yeah. call it exceptionalism. I don't know. I just don't. I mean, don't you agree? I mean, because oh. he is, he's the same person, whether you meet him at a show or you meet him in a line to get a coffee. He's the same person. I, I 100% agree. I met Steve on just like a random Sunday bike ride. And it's the same like... Bicycles. We were riding Huffies. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was... Uh, he's been the exact same. If anything, like, I feel like... Because that was... Did you even have a shop yet at that time? No. Yeah. No, that was just when I was at the house still. Yeah. So I've he, only had the house, the shop for just... I think we're going on four years this February. Yeah, so it's it's been a while, and and now the dude is he he's just always on the go, always thinking of something else, whatever. But he's always to me, he's always had the same personality, the same mentality. He just has more avenues open, but he opens these avenues for himself. himself. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. That's the key to what you have to be now, right? Like you have all these avenues that are available to you. But that still doesn't take away the fact that you have to put the energy mm-hmm. in to go get it. It's just not going to open for you. The difference being is, is he's doing something he's passionate about. That's oh, the key. Oh, this dude. That's he, the key. He was on, you were on vacation for what, three weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would call a quote vacation. Yeah. Me and Steve talk all the time. And um, like it, uh, I forgot how, what, just like a week or so into vacation. I think it was like right after the rally. You know when he was on the he was cruising around uh, doing his cross country thing in the um, on the big wheel, uh, he was texting me like getting all these deals done and stuff like that. I was like, bro, are you supposed to be on vacation? Like he was just like, it is what it is. And then next thing you know, all these all these things are just opening up for him. He didn't take a vacation. He was just working on the road. Yeah, yeah. That's but that's vacation. But that's that's amazing <laughs> yeah, to be able to do that. Yeah, that's that's. I you mean, know, um, I, I was like, he's gonna. He needs a break, and then right away, I was like, yeah, you deserve this vacation, dude. You're always working, blah blah. Yeah. Well, we got this deal going on. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. It's like he's it, well, that's, working. None of it never stops. Yeah. You know? and, and and I but I enjoy the, 
See, I like to work. That's my problem is I love working. You like to work in the thing that you love doing. That's the difference because I guarantee that if you were to put be put in a situation where you were not doing anything with motorcycles and dealing with people who have the same desire, you would fail. It's because you're doing the thing that you're passionate about that you continue to forge ahead and push forward. I wouldn't fail. I don't know, man. I don't like I, failing. I, I'm, I come from the mindset of this, that if you're doing the thing that you hate to do, I've done it. I believe you're going to hit failure. I've done it many years. Dude. It's just a matter of but time. That's the difference, though, and why I'm here still and why I do what I do and why I work it's, so hard. It would have been, been the same for me. Because well, I, I worked in industries that I didn't have any passion for for many, 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 many years. Yeah. And I worked my ass off still because, you know, like I'm, I just like to work. But the difference being is, is that like even in the jobs I was doing previously, I hated doing them, but I would still put my most, the best that I could for it. Yeah. So I would make it exceptional, even though it was yep. something I hated doing. But I would go home going, this I'm getting burnt out. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you're gonna hit a point of failure in doing the things that you yeah, hate no, to I do. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, you're right. Right. So then, what's gonna happen? You're gonna be that kind of person who can never find that track. Right. You're always yeah. gonna be jumping around trying to find other issues to fail in, yep. as opposed to saying, I'm gonna swing at the fences and do the thing I love to do, and then watch how because you're doing that. You're putting so much energy into your passion. The results that you get from it mean so much more. That's oh, why definitely. the doors continue to open for you. Just like for me, me chasing after the fact that I'm creatively putting my art down, right? in leather has opened up doors for me that I could not have busted down harder doing the other things that I was doing. Yeah, It was only until I put my passion first and forward that all of these things started to unravel for me. And I can't stop doing it. No. And every single, like... You just like stop. Steve, just like Steve, right? He actually, the last time I was here was an epiphany for me. He spoke into my life, which I give you permission to do from time to time. I don't even know he what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's people that just be like, they, there's a, a mantra, the thing that I believe that if you give someone permission to speak into your life, mm -hmm. you're giving them permission to speak into your life for the things that they see wrong with them. And then you take that on, Right. I only allow certain people to speak into my life. Interesting. Right. I've given you that permission where I've said to you or not, I've given you that permission to speak. That's into scary. My life. Oh, it comes along with a lot of responsibility. I don't know if but, I want this responsibility. But you, you already have it too late. This is fucked up, man. No, not at all. I'm but think about my teammates. Think about this over here. <laughs> <laughs> so he said to me, he said, because before I said, I don't believe that everybody needs art because when it comes down to, when we're in an economical crisis, the first thing to go is going to be the arts. It's things that people don't need. Necessities fall off, right? Mm -hmm. He said, I don't know, man. I need art to survive because I can't do what you do at all. I need these things around me to creatively keep my juices going so that I can continue to move forward. So then I, in that moment, I realized that it may not be what I do, may not be a necessity on the broad stroke. Mm -hmm. It's the necessity to the exceptional people, to the exception to the rule, not the broad stroke. He's the exception to the rule. I said this stuff. No, this is oh. what this is what your this is this is what your this is what your pee pee conversation with me. Had, had, I had garnished right. I peeled away the onion and I found the layers inside that were edible. Oh so, wow! You see that what, we were talking about pee pees. No, we're not talking about pee pees. I'm just saying the conversation was small. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs>
Oh man. Anyhow, we're the worst. <laughs> well, I'm glad I said some shit that you you. No, yeah, man. It it honestly changed. I needed that. I needed a moment to change my perspective. Yeah. Right. You literally say this all the time. He says it all the time. I always come from a cup half full, and it's always going to get filled up. Mm-hmm. In that time when he said that, I needed that perspective change to realize that what I do is a necessity, not for everybody, but for the right people. It is a necessity for them. And those are the people that in some ways you could say, I minister to their hearts. I minister to their passions and to their minds. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it trickles down to other people. Right. So for me, I, I had an epiphany and it just only continued to really empower the fact that when you put yourself to continue to forge in your passion, there literally are no limits and you will invigorate every person around you to operate in their passion. Right. So I may be a leather worker and I'm talking to somebody about what I do passionately and excitedly. They may be an accountant and they've never wanted to do accounting before full time, but all of a sudden, because I'm so excited about what I'm doing full time, putting everything that I have into it, they get excited enough to say, wow, I think I really want to chase after my passion. Just because they push numbers doesn't make it any less. It makes it that much more because they're again, their their passion is a necessity to exceptionalism. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I think one thing too, though people get lost in, and I talk to my kids about this all the time, is the word success. You know, success for everybody means something different. Like the the biggest thing about success when people think about that word is they think about money, and that doesn't Mm-mm. always necessarily mean success. You know. Um, and that's one of the things I always talk to my kids about. My kids have watched me create this and and go from, you know, literally fucking nothing in the garage doing fucking with nothing to to where we're at today. And I and I hope it's a great lesson for them to realize that if you work hard enough or not hard enough, but if you work hard and you have a goal and you set yourself like there literally is no limitations. You know what I mean? And, and, and I know it's like a, it's just kind of a fucking stupid thing to say because uh, we're grown. The way we grow up is, is we go to high school, you know, you either go to college if you're lucky or you get a fucking job and you start working and then you have kids and blah, 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 blah. And you drink and mm-hmm. you fucking, you know, whatever. So, but it's kind of fucked. So they watched me live that life mm-hmm. and then they watched me try something else. And here we are. And I, I don't know if we're achieving it, but we're working at it every day to try to achieve the, the next step, the next step, the next step, right? So I um, I like what I do. I like making money. I like that kind of stuff. That's what I like, you know? And that's what drives me also, right? Not only that I love motorcycles, but I always, I've been working since I was a kid. I like to see, you know what I mean? Greenbacks, that's my thing always. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. always has been. Do I need a whole bunch of it now? Like, I just want to live a normal life and be happy. That's it. You know what I mean? But I had to, I've been just, as they're getting older, my son's 15 now. Uh, my daughter, she'll be soon to be 13. So now I have two teenagers very soon. Um, I've been talking to them about the word success and how success for me doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to have stacks and stacks of money laying around and we're going to leave in a mansion and all this bullshit, right? I don't, I don't really care about that stuff. Success for me more means that um, my business is striving the people who work for me are striving. You know what I mean? They're fa- they're, they're, they're for family, like they're, you know, whatever they're trying to create they're on their personal ahead. life. Yes. Is getting ahead. And we are helping them create the life that they also want to see, you know, and, and it's uh, this upward, you know, an, an escalator. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't always necessarily mean success either. 
you could be doing that and be miserable. That's the other side of success. So for for some See, people, success could just be fucking scraping by, but being happy. You know what I mean? Like there's there's different word, the different definitions of it for me. So I try to talk to them and, and make sure like when you grow up and you do what you want to do and you want to be successful, find the meaning of success for you. For 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 some, success means hanging out with their kids every fucking day and, 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 you know, nurturing that plant of, of that child and blah, blah, you know what I mean? And that's success for them. They may not have all this money and they may scrape to fucking pay the electricity bill, but that's their success in life. You see what I'm saying? I think that this is, this is, a, this is going to go deeper, but dun, dun, um, dun. I think really when you can understand your path to success, mm -hmm the path to success really starts with you understanding your true identity, yeah. like who you really there are. Huh? And that's, that's the kind of the key element for you. Mm -hmm. There's still discovery to be made for yourself, yeah. but you made a decision. I've, I've never seen my taint. <laughs> I'm going to discover that. That's interesting. That's <laughs> we got a mirror right here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can discovery together. No, no, that's a discovery. <laughs> there, there's, there's a guy down in, yeah. um, you, do you know, slow-mo? I don't know him personally. But you know who he is, though, down mm -hmm. in um, So there's this guy. I remember seeing him years ago. I think even before I even moved away, I think. Um, there's this guy. If you, if you saw him on the beach right now, he, 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 he rollerblades. He's got these crazy rollerblades, but he wears, like, these little short shorts. I think I'm Bob's Burgers. So, no. <laughs> sometimes he'll have, like, a tank top on or a shirt or uh, uh, maybe nothing or whatever. And he's just got this little hat. And then he wears uh, head, headphones. And he just, he looks like he's ice skating, going down, up and down the boardwalk down at Mission Beach. Like gracefully? Is that what you mean by I ice mean, skating? I mean, I like a fucking swan, bro. He just goes, Badass. hands out, one leg all the way back, and he's just skating down to one. And then he just goes real fucking, it looks like he's going in slow motion. That's why they call him slow-mo. No way. So it looks like he's just gliding across the ice, wow. going down the boardwalk. And that's all he does all day long. I've never heard him talk, never heard him stop. And people will talk shit to this dude. And... Because people are assholes. Oh, yeah. he's, he's he's not doing what they're doing. Like I see where you're you, going with you, this. You know what I'm saying? So this guy, there's there's like a, a mini documentary about this dude on YouTube that I saw. And when I realized that there was, because I knew something was up with this dude. Because when he goes, he's just smiling. He has a big shitting grin on his face. Yep. When he's just going down there, doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't stop, pay attention to all these people talking shit or whatever. He's in, you know, he's doing his he's, thing. He's, he's in his fucking zone just going down. Yep. Turns out this dude, because I thought he was homeless. I was just like another fucking bum on the boardwalk doing this thing. Like I wasn't talking shit, but I was just like, do your thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, it, it turns out this dude used to be like some fucking heart doctor. And I mean, this dude used to ball the fuck out. I mean, just driving Ferraris and all kinds of shit like that. I had the big ass fucking mansion. Yep, yep. Uh, he was a big fucking deal. And then he, I think he even wrote a book and then he was just like, you know what? I'm over it. Gave everything fucking away. And just lives a simple life. That's all he fucking does oh, is man. just fucking glad. Awesome. And, and he was like, that's just my thing. That's, that's what makes me happy. That's, this is it. I yeah. think it's more than that though. See, because happiness derives from uh, a momentary experience where in that experience, that's when you're only going to derive that emotion. But what he found in knowing and understanding his identity was joy. Yeah. That's deeper than, than happiness. Mm -hmm. Joy is something that, 
uh, is described as everlasting. It's Santa, something Santa brings joy. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> joy goes on forever and ever, and it's something that you can pull from. It's like a, a mantra. It's something that you can meditate on. It's something that you always pull from. Like really good memories as a child. Mm-hmm. Those memories they derived happiness in that moment, but it's something you go back to becomes joy. It's deep. It's really, really deep. So for that man, slow-mo, as he learned how to skate like a swan on the concrete of the one, (laughs) right? He found his identity. And because of that, he's finding constant deep joy, also known as inner peace. Yeah. So for me, God damn. Yeah, <laughs> that's easy. He's real mystical. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. so, so I'm just saying. On. I'm just saying. Like to me, what I'm what I'm trying to what I'm trying to wrap this kumbaya mystical sandwich into is that when you understand your identity and you strive after your passion, you're gonna have such a deep seated joy that it literally invigorates and challenges everyone around them to experience the same level. Yeah. So when you identify yourself and you know who you are on a very deep level then you can not only experience passion on a deep level, but you can also invigorate everyone else to have those same feelings. Yeah. Huh? And then you will understand true success. Yeah. Cause it's not going to be about the, for me, the money that has come since I've been doing this, it's not like it's, we don't still struggle, but at the same time, I'm not struggling like I was before to make yeah. the money. Cause that's what I was focused on. Now it just comes yeah. and it's not a worry for me. I think, a, it, I think it comes down to your, your faith in yourself and, and your leap of faith. I, mm-hmm. I, I know Steve did it, you know, just not too long, a couple of years ago. Yep. And then when you were talking, I, 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 I don't know if you remember, I DM'd you after the podcast cause you were talking about, um, you know, I was like, Wieners. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, you know, when you're, when you're, uh, when your wife was crying, cause you were like, let's just take everything out of the account. Oh yeah. That was, just that was a dude. story right yeah, there. That, yeah. that, that fucked Oof, me up. I, I was forgot like, about that story. I was like fucking wind. Oh, I was spitting sand you, right now. Yeah. This is ridiculous. You know what I mean? But like all these, all these stories, you know, where we would consider, um, uh, in my eyes, I consider a, a success because you leaped and you, and you made it yep. or, or you're making it. But see, you know the same for you in the same thing, though, is like even these conversations, right? Even for you, it touched you enough mm-hmm. that I guarantee that at some point you're going to be you're going to be setting at a precipice where you're at the why in the road of life. And you're going to ask yourself, is this my moment? Am I going to take a chance? And you're going to think back about my story. You're going to think about knowing Steve. And you're going to ask yourself, am I going to swing at the fences and am I going to give my all? Because you have to ask yourself, if you know you're going to fail doing this thing you hate and you know there's a possibility of failure, but you're going to chase after the thing you love, why wouldn't you not chase after the thing that you love to do? If you know that at some point you're going to exhaust yourself into failure, right? Burnout, essentially. Mm. Yep. Doing the thing you don't like to do, but just to make ends meet, then why would you not spend that same energy giving it a try at doing the thing you absolutely adore in life? You are not meant to do anything else here on this planet, but to be the exceptional individual that you were already meant to be. It's already been put in your heart. Yep. You just need to chase after it. Yeah, why it. would you put your energy towards anything else? I don't understand. I don't know. It's hard. It is hard. Well, I know I, it's I, hard. I think it's because we're forced to though. I mean, it, it, you know, a lot of people don't, I, I'm not going to say a lot of people don't have that opportunity because I believe everybody has the opportunity. 
it's just presented differently. You know, sure, absolutely. Like, right my there. opportunity, it, this didn't get handed to me. This wasn't something that oh, yeah. I got to fucking. It's a fight. You know, I didn't get to quit my job and hang out for fucking eight years before we had a shop and just fucking try this out. No, it's a fight. You know, yeah. Right. I fucking would work 80, 90 hours a week, 100 hours a week, you know, 60 hours at my normal job to make fucking, you know, pay the bills and then come home and work at this every fucking day, Saturday, every, every fucking day. Well, That's me, all I would do is work. Well, let me ask you this, man. What story have we ever heard that has hollowed the walls of time that is, oh, he was handed this and he was given this and he found ultimate success? None. Mm -mm. Every single story that a man or a woman truly holds on to are the ones where there was a fight. Oh, yeah. Every prince, right, yeah. that had to fight for the princess, had to kill a dragon. Every story where, you know, the West was won or the Alamo was taken down. Those are the stories that hollow something deep to us yeah. because it was worth the fight. Yeah. You have to ask yourself, is my passion worth the fight? And I'm telling you right now, it is. And most people sometimes don't even have the permission. They're looking for the permission. And usually as a man, it comes from the father. As a woman, it comes from the mother. And in most cases, what we're finding now is there's a lot of fatherless families. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this right now because I know somebody might be listening to this. Okay. I'm going to stand in the gap for somebody who's missing their father. And I'm going to tell you right now, you have permission to chase after your passion. Damn. I'm going to say this right now. If you deep accept, as fuck. if you, I'm going deep, man. If you accept this right now, just say, I accept this. I'm giving you permission to chase after your passion yep. and become the exceptional person you were already meant to be. Yeah. I think we all have that in us. I think we all have a calling. I think, I mean, fuck, 100%. you know, whatever it is, you know, and that, but that, Ooh, again, I felt that in my gut too. Yeah. <laughs> right now, it's not, like my not gut. Not double McGriddle, but <laughs> yeah. man. That's, but I think that's where the downfall, like, of society is, and 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 California is hard to live in. Like, you can't. It, it, it's it's a part laziness and part fucking you know having to fucking do what you don't want to do to make ends meet. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm, but and that does that's not an excuse though, because I I had to do it too. I had to do it my whole fucking life. So it's not really an excuse, but it's just I guess. It, it becomes it comes a point I, when I used to have these long conversations with Jay over at Fab 28 and, and it becomes a point where when your your willingness to try is is bigger than your willingness to breathe is where you're going to be find that crossroad that was that's what happened for me like I couldn't we were you know it's not like we were making money or anything but I just fucking couldn't stand to put my time in at this place where I hated to be any longer. See, I couldn't do it. And, and I, I, my, my permission came from Amy. She had already got laid off. She's uh, from Oakley. Um, so she, she was on unemployment for three months. Like that's it. Like at that time they, there was no, this 10 year unemployment fucking stretch that they have right now, you know, but they were she was three months. That was it. No extensions, no fucking nothing. And that didn't do shit. She was already on employment. She was already off working for a month and a half when I just walked in and quit my job. And uh, I just asked her, I said, I think we can do this. We were living in Fullerton. I think we can do this. I don't want to work here anymore. I'm pretty sure we can do this. And we, we found a house to rent in Riverside. We got the shop here in Riverside. And that's all I needed the job for on paperwork. And as soon as both those got approved, I walked in that day and I turned my fucking keys in and I said, I'm done. And I fucking, I walked out and that was it. How'd you feel when you dropped the key off? 
uh, I felt like a fucking like f just a release, man. Like I, I fresh air and scared nervousness. That's the same you time, know, yeah. fucking it, it, it's. I've never ever ever done anything like that in my life. Like I was never, I, I you know, you know, this is never for sure. Like what I do every day is never for sure. I, I there's not there's not for sure money being made. There's not for you know. It doesn't matter how big your Instagram following is. It doesn't matter how much stuff you do. It doesn't matter the cool bikes that you put out or anything like that it's not ever for sure. You know what I mean? So whatever we may kill it today, tomorrow could be slow. Like, you know, it happens. It's especially with this political fucking craziness and all the shit that's going on this year, it's happening more and more, you know? So, um, but I knew at that point that if I didn't fucking try, I would, it would be one of those things where I would look back and say, what if, See. And, and if I, I just, that part of me, I couldn't live with anymore. Mm. Like I couldn't sit there and say, what if, you know, because what if, what if like, that's too deep that, that, that statement should mean a lot to you. If you're in a situation where you're thinking, what if do it, you know what I mean? There's because no reason to wait anymore. Because it's only life. It's only like, and it's you not got only one life. You get one shot. Though. You get fucking one. I mean, where's Eminem right now? Like that, that fool can, he could sing that song. Like, you know, but you do, you get one chance. You know what I mean? And, and I can always get a job. I'm smart. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fucking, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a moron. And you're really good looking. I'm, I could probably be a model. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I mean, fortunately I know a few magic Mike dancers now, so I'll probably move to Vegas and do that with them. You know, I've been working out, but, um, you know, like 75 yeah, hard baby. Yeah. You can always <laughs> get a job though. Like you can always, they're out there. I mean, everywhere I go, I don't know about all these people that are on unemployment right now. I, everywhere I go, I see fucking hiring signs. It may not be what I want to do. But I'll be honest with you, man. You're in a place that if things went sideways now, you wouldn't go, you would if you had to yeah. for a time. But your mind is at a different level where you couldn't just do a job for somebody else. No, I, I, I'm, I'm trying never to ever get a job in my life, the rest of my life. Same here. If this fails tomorrow, I already have a plan. I've already got a game plan at this. If this closes tomorrow, I got a game plan. I'm going to fucking start That's up. That's the thing that I like. I've always liked uh, mowing the grass. So I was going to start landscaping business. You kill it. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I like it. It's just, I'm, I'm allergic to grass, but I like the, what the what? smell. Yeah, I'm allergic to it. I have allergies. Bro, you don't have allergies? I mean, I have allergies, but I'm not allergic to grass. Well, I'm sorry. Other people are allergic to peanuts. I'm not allergic to peanuts. I think it's a peas. That too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this just makes me like fucking, you know, if I, yeah, yeah I can't touch hay. Uh, I won't even like ride my bike behind like a hay truck or my car. If I get behind a hay truck, I got to turn the vent off, you know, like where it's not, <laughs> it's only circulating the inside air. Cause that shit will fuck me up, man. Oh, man. I, when I was a kid, that was the same uh, thing for me. I don't pet horses. I'd get welts. Oh uh, no, I just, uh, my face will fucking just close up, man. Same with sneezing. Just, same with tuna. Uh, I don't know if it's the genetics, but I, I don't, I don't know what, I, I mean, no fuck. That was the end of the deep conversation right there, huh? We just ended it right there. That's how it goes. <laughs> Super deep and it just falls off, man. Just fucking. Like also, you know, going back to our deep conversation, I don't want people to think like it, it's, you got to create something. No. As, as far as going on that journey, it, it could be anything. No, a new job or, or you know, anything. Yeah, it's, literally. It's not just like, oh, fuck, it, I'm going to quit my job and create a shirt. No, it's not something. like no. that. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you no, could literally be someone who loves to work with numbers. You could be a CPA. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, it's just, that's, if that's what my really CPA, invigorates you. I think is that way because if that dude, I could not imagine that dude doing anything else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure he, he, I think his wife's a CPA too. 
So it's like the numbers of their lives. You know what I mean? Um, so, but whatever, whatever. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to own your own business or anything like that. Yeah. You know, none yep. of that shit. But for me, for so for me, what I created here is because I couldn't get a job in the motorcycle industry. Every place I went for an interview, I didn't get hired. So then I started doing this and kind of created the job that I wanted. Not necessarily now, because now I have to manage all this other stuff and it's not really necessarily what I wanted to do per se, but it makes it to where I get to do all this other stuff, right? And and I don't, I like the other part of the managing part also, but right now we're in a, I like, in, I feel I'm in a weird spot right now where I'm trying to figure out and understand how do I get to the next step of where I want this to be. And, and, and so that's where I'm at mentally with everything that's going on. Like everything is going good, but I know there's a next hurdle. And so how do I get to where we're making the jump? Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's been like this though. It's always like that for every transition that we've done. It's not like I have a fucking rule book or a guide or somebody that I get to talk to and be like, Hey, how do I do this? And it's no, it's figure it the fuck out and you just keep moving forward. Yeah. That's because, you know, like I used to be big on mentorships and I've actually found that I get mentored through my peers, group of my peers. It used to be, you know, for me growing up, I really looked towards kind of the apprenticeship yeah. master yeah. situation. And with art though, it's a lot like that. Art yeah. always kind of goes down that direction. Well, even in business too. I mean, even in business too, but in this market, this is different now. That's different. It's totally different. Now it's more like the, the hard part with that too, is what worked for this person may not work for you. You know what I mean? I think everybody's journey is but it, different. It, sure, of course, but I'm not necessarily talking about the exception. Um, now I'm talking about more about the broad stroke. Yeah. Because the broad stroke, the information's still the same, but within that broad stroke, it's going to have to be adapted to your perspective. Yeah. But in the broad stroke, I feel like to be successful in business, you really need to look at and pair yourself with people who are going in the same direction that Definitely. your passion wants to go. Uh, and they I, might not like that's with life. In Steve general. doesn't do leather work, but he Dude. is, he, I, I sure know how to stretch out some belts. So watch it. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, don't he I'll tell you, um, but you know, at the same time, he's an exceptional human being that I absolutely enjoy to spend my time with. Like, and my time is the most valuable thing that I can give to anything. Yeah. And I enjoy just giving it to him all over the place whenever I can, mm -hmm. because he's exceptional. Like he literally, it's like he, had, he kind of, his experiences and his choices feed things that may be missing. And it may be something small, like the, our little conversation, that little small thing reevaluated my perspective. It gave me something new to set my sights on and say, Oh, and then I was able to accept something I wasn't accepting before. And it changed things for me mm -hmm. that I am valuable. I am a need, not yeah. on the broad stroke though. I needed to know that. You know, it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because when, um, so last year, last September last year, uh, I had to put my dog down. Ugh. Oh, I was, f I was a fucking mess. I know what that's but like. I think, I think that day that I put him down, I came up here. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I came right Same up to Steve's. Because Steve's a dog guy, just like me. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? So 
That's where most of our friendship started. Yeah. Motorcycles and dogs. Yeah. We, Dude, if I could have a dog right now, I would. And oh, I you to, can. <laughs> you can. I'll would. get you lined up, bro. <laughs> He's going to get you set up. I'm I'll get you, you set up. But I, I, came, I came up and, and um, you know, people who have lost dogs, you know, I, I, I was telling myself, I never want to do this again because that, that was fucking. It's hard. It, it was miserable. I had him for, for nine years. He died on his ninth birthday. Ugh. Yeah. On his fucking ninth birthday, I had to put him down. So I had him for, for nine years. What kind of dog? Uh, he was an Italian Mastiff. Oh, God. Yeah. So, um, I had, I had, when I put him down, I came up here and, you know, I was, I was not, you know, all your emotions are all over the fucking place, you know, with, you know, with dogs and stuff like that when you're, when you're a dog person. And I was just like, dude, I, I can't fucking ever do this again. Like this is the worst fucking, and you know, like I said, I, you know, over the last couple of years, I've lost my dad and my stepdad had cancer. And I felt like losing this fucking dog was the worst. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I remember when my dad died, you know, I, I was a mess. You know, my stepdad died. I was a mess. And then I was just the worst, like, when I when I lost Drago. So, you know, I was kind of set on just, like I said, I can't do this again. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, probably just avoid dogs from here on out because this is the worst. That was my first dog, you know, first time I ever had to put one down. So I was just like, this, this I can't do this. But then Steve right away was telling me, he was like, no, man. He was like, he was like you don't got to get a dog now. He was like, but you're a special kind of person, you know, that, that loves dogs and dogs need the kind of love that you have. He was like, if you don't, you, you would just be wasting it if you didn't get another dog. Yeah. You know I mean, when the time is right, you know, and, and we talked a lot about it and, and I remember leaving here like, fuck, he's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I, I think a month later, a month mm-hmm. or two later, um, I wasn't actively looking. I was kind of following pages and stuff like that to... You know, to because I wanted to um, putting the feelers out. Yeah, just I just wanted to see. You know, when the time was right. You know, what I mean, something would catch me. Like something would say, "That's it, right there." And uh, ironically, one of my friends, uh, he messaged me and he was just like, "Hey, he was like, I, I've been off, you know, social media and I'm kind of catching up. You know, I'm sorry what happened to Drago. You know, I'm just now seeing it." And he was like, "But also underneath that post, uh, a friend of mine is looking to rehome a dog." So I was like. I was like, oh, let me, I might be able to help. And then I looked and saw, and it was another course, another Italian Mastiff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. So, and he, yeah. So I was just like, so let me go down there, talk to him. And sure enough, a couple of days later, you know, I ended up with another dog and it's like, I, Steve was fucking right. I was like, dude, somebody with, with these type of, cause you know, a Mastiff is considered a bully breed and stuff like that. I have nine years of experience on how to handle these dogs. You know what I mean? And when I brought him home, I, I first thing I said was, if somebody else would have brought this dog home, they would have put him down because yeah. mm-hmm. he, he had some issues. You know, he had socialization issues with, with people, not, not mm-hmm. just, he's been with dogs, but with people, you know what I mean? Like he almost ate my nephew, <laughs> but you know, I, I, right away I'd have been like, you know, somebody would have put this down, put this dog down. Yep. He, he doesn't deserve it. He just needs some work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. but like it, it was just, it was just meant to be where well, it was. That's not like it's a common dog. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So but, I, no, not at all. There's, I, I, those aren't just running the streets, all you know, like where everybody's got a cane corso. That's like a very. I didn't even know what a cane corso was till I met you. Yeah, it, so. it's it's a, it's a special type where I, I after talking to Steve, I was like, okay, I need to rescue a dog that's not just like a poodle or something like that. It's got to be a dog that's not going to have a good chance with somebody else. <laughs> Cockering. Jesus, <laughs> I love. He's getting so deep. Right, he's burying his soul <laughs> on the first thing you do. <laughs> I respect it. Because <laughs> he's never going to change, man. But yeah, I mean, Steve, Steve, like, you know what I mean? Like you, you find these, these talks, like they do, they hit yeah. at, at some huh. point, 
I just, you know I, I mean? mean, I don't mean to do any of that, honestly. I just, try, I just, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve for the most part. <laughs> I always just try to speak from my heart, you know, like, and how I feel. Like, even the other day, like, you know, I, all the shit that's happening right now is like, it's like, it's draining, like with the, this politics stuff and like everything that's fucking virus and this and that. And I'm, and I go and I'm on these, like some of these political pages, uh, you know, and reading and it was just like the simplest things. Like there, you saw that chick get arrested at the stadium, you know, for not having a mask on. And it's not about what happened there. It's about, I start reading the comments and people's are just so fucking mean to each other. And it blows my mind. I can't understand how you get something out of talking shit over the internet to somebody that you don't even know or will never see in your entire life. And that's what feels good to you. Nor do they, they're commenting without having the full view or context of that situation or scenario. Well, see what it was for me. It was like, Oh, the person just put them should have just put their mask on. Okay. That's fine. That's your opinion. And then the other person, no, we shouldn't have had to, it's against our constitutional right. Okay. And that's their opinion. Then it goes from there. You fucking idiot. What do you mean mm -hmm. constitutional right? You're a fucking moron. You don't know nothing, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just fucking 9,000 comments fucking calling these people stupid and dumb fucks and this and that. And these and are it's the people like, that should die. And yeah, then they start wishing yeah, hate and yeah. death on them. And, yeah. and it's like, what is happening, man? Like, this is fucked up. And so I fucking did a rant the other day on my story. I remember that. That shit spread and, like a and, wildfire. Yeah. And I just was that man. I, I just, I, I saw that that morning and this is what I felt. And I fucking wrote it down for once. You know what I mean? And threw it out there. And it was cool how many people DM me and like it touched people for sure. And it was, it was nice to see that because it's true, man. Like I don't give a fuck about PMA because I have a super negative brain. And I've said that before. Like I do, I always have. I always think of the worst case scenario. I always think like fucking, you know, the worst thing possible. Do, so I, do, I. do I need to spread that out there? Fuck no. no. But that's my brain because yeah. of the experiences I've gone through in my life. So that's Truth. me. But am I a decent human being? Fuck yeah. Am I here to help people? Fuck yes. Like, do I put my shopping cart back? Fuck yeah. Shout out cart narcs. Like fucking, yeah. you know, like all these little fucking things. Like I don't, where, where did it go when you're in the grocery store and somebody's standing there looking at something and people just walk right in front of that person? What happened to saying, excuse me? Like those simple manners are so lost anymore and they wonder why we're in the situation we're in, but do it. Don't fucking think about it. Say fucking, excuse me, you know, help the old lady pull the fucking goddamn macaroni noodles off the top shelf. Cause she can't fucking reach like hold the door you know, open for a stranger. You know, there's a, for me, it's one of the things that I noticed when I was on the road, right? When I was in say my late teens to mid twenties, cell phones were pretty prevalent. Yeah. But getting on the internet wasn't. Yeah, no, right? no yeah, apps, no, no crazy no like Nokia that. snake days. Man, and if someone was broke down on the road, especially when I was a kid, man, you pulled over and made mm -hmm. sure they were okay. Yeah. Didn't matter what their situation was. You pulled over and made sure they were okay, offered help yeah. as I was a kid. Then as I was an adult, man, if there was an, it was weird how many accidents would always happen in front of me. But we always would pull over, make sure you're okay. Give them assistance where you can. Motorcycles, absolutely, right? Yeah. And still to this day, if I see a motorcyclist on the side of the road, if I can see them and I make contact, I always give them the thumbs up same. Yeah, or same. pull over, right? Same. 
Lord help me if I see that happen at all today. Yeah. At all. Like yeah. at all. Well, I, f- I feel like almost now when that, I pull over. A lot of that's California though. I noticed when I'm in my travels recently. Yeah. Oh, you'll notice it in other, co- in so other states, a, right? Here's a story. So my mom lives in Kansas. Like I've said multiple fucking times. Um, after four corners, that's where we went. We went to Kansas because my mom I haven't been out there in probably 10 years. So I went right. to go visit her. She lives out in the middle of the country in Olancha, like fucking cornfield, fucking weird shit, you know, be- string beans. I don't know what they grow, they grow out there. So we stay there for a few nights and we get in the motor home in the early in the morning, hook the trailer back up and we pull out. We pull about a half mile down the road and it was a little chilly out. And so I turned the defroster on the window of the motor home and the fucking giant fucking window just fucking frosted over. Couldn't see anything. Couldn't drive. You're done. You're fucking smoked because it's like the temperature changed so quick like that. It fucked yeah. it up more. So I actually just stopped right there about a half mile from her house in the road and put my emergency hazards on. And I just said that, I mean, she lives in the country. I mean, maybe it's, it's not dirt road. It's, you know, paved, but, uh, maybe a car or two will pass by. They can get around me, you know, but I can't drive any further cause I can't see. So this car comes around me and passes me. And then the car stops, turns around and the lady pulls up next to me and I open my window cause I'm sitting in the seat still. And she, when I open my window, she goes, I just want to see if there's any way that I could help you. Damn. And I was like, what the fuck? And right. I told her what happened. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, I just want to check because I was worried if you were broken down, you broke down in the right spot because that guy right here in front of his house is a mechanic. <laughs> like, <laughs> But she fucking went past me and turned back around to make sure we were okay. Yep. And I was like, fuck, that, that don't happen. Yeah. But then also, I mean, I was out of California for 16 days. That's the, I've never done that in my entire life. I was out of California for 16 days. The moment we got into Indio, because we came down, because we came back through Arizona. So what is that, the 40 or the 10? Yeah, yeah. 10. So we're coming back to the, down the 10, and, you know, it's just bullshit road till you get to Indio. And at that moment, I sighed. And I was like, fuck me, we're back in California. Because everybody started driving like a bunch of fucking assholes, fucking cutting everybody off, like being complete fucking dipshits. Yeah. And and every day since I've been back, I see people driving worse and worse and being inconsiderate fucking pricks. And it, it blows my mind. This morning, I'm in a giant van. I drive a giant van. This morning, some dumb bitch in a fucking little <laughs> silver fucking mini SUV cuts me off so fucking hard that she almost fucking clips my bumper, then has to proceed to slam her fucking brakes on because she's not paying attention to traffic so hard that she ends up going into the middle lane so she doesn't hit the car in front of her. And I just said, fuck you, bitch. And I went on the side of her and just like fucking you know, wedged myself so she couldn't come back in my lane and made her go back behind me. I was like, I can't believe the way fucking people drive. You know what I mean? Where the fuck do you think you need to go faster than me? Yeah. And why is your life so much more important? You know, yeah. the, the, the mentality people have, and I'm not saying it's only California and I'm fucking born and raised in this fucking state, but I cannot wait to fucking leave. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I didn't, I don't want to necessarily. I love I know you here. don't. Cause we had a long conversation yeah. about this, but, but I am leaving. I know you are at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. It just it's soon just for peace of mind. Well, yeah. I mean, for us, it was just, and it's more because it's more, it's not necessarily the people in traffic, but it's more the laws that I just don't agree with in California. Same here. Um, 
it's uh it's unfortunate. I, I I love the motorcycle community here in California. I love the uh, I, I that's my thing and why I'm here still. Um, but if at the, my long term life goal, California is not for me. Same here. Yeah, unfortunately. Same here, man. Yeah. I grew, I used to love when I would travel and I'd fly back into San Diego. It was so refreshing to come home to San Diego. I oh, mean, yeah. absolutely. I, I would be like, oh my God, this is San Diego. Yeah. This is amazing. It's like the best city in the world as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But <laughs> since having four kids and, you know, being really concerned about what their life is going to be like and giving them the best platform for them to be the the men and women they're supposed to be yeah i now know that california is not the place to raise them yeah i know that i know that i know and it's it's a very but neither is idaho i would disagree that's they might as well call it idaho california yeah, I don't. I know, like, they're not. I, this look, first off, Idaho. first off, well, ton, bro. And it's not just Idaho, it's Texas, Arizona. There's tons. It's just all over. But I'll, I'll the people that are leaving California are the ones who are more like minded to where they're going. It's not oh, that I, they're bringing California joking. with them. A little bit. Sort though. of. A little bit, yeah. I just seen a, a funny video. I have to find it again, but it was like a. Like a, a California who mo- like a Californian who moves to like Texas or something, <laughs> and it was it was pretty. Fu- I got I got have to find. Was it. it the video where he's like, I had to leave because I couldn't stand all the the rules and the laws, and then all of a sudden he's like, Hey hey hey, excuse me, sir, can you please put oh, your mask yes, on? Yeah yeah yeah. that's supposed to be six feet, bro. Six feet, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's the video. But I'm so thankful I'm in Texas, and I just you know I yeah. wanted to. And, 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 hey, are you supposed to be carrying that gun outside your shirt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah, just, it's, I, trust I, me. I don't like you know. There was no like when I when when we got to go out to Idaho. We were there for a week, and um, we always knew that that was probably we were going to land between Colorado, Idaho, and and mm-hmm. Texas was definitely on the top of the list. Yeah, your family still in Texas? I have a lot of family still in Texas, yeah. but they're not. I'm not super close to them. They're kind of estranged in some way. Like they know of me. I know of them. We talk through Facebook and stuff, but. There's not enough of a relationship there that I would feel like this is support. Is I there, know that they would do anything for me, but it's not yeah. the same kind. Is there, is there more gingers in your family? Or are you the only one? My sister. Oh, Closest sibling. I, oh, and then I have two cousins. Oh. That have, that, as a matter of fact, my many my, a, many my, a mo- of fire. my mom's, <laughs> yes, my mom's sister, her kids. So my baby brother has dark hair. My mom's sister's oldest son has dark hair. Her baby son has red hair. So it's the reverse of my brother and I. Oh, wow. And it's funny how the two gingers connect just as much as the other like two. Like twins? It, it, it literally looks like, and we have kind of the same. <laughs> Ginger ESP. Yeah, we have That's the same desires. No soul gang. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I got a ton of soul, man. Yeah, he's the only ginger I know that actually for sure has a soul. <laughs> I'm I'm big swinging daddy on soul. Um, He, uh. He, he claims to not be a religious person, but I know he is a religious person. <laughs> and here's the story on why I know this. Because it's so, even in last Colorado, I've, I've always tell us to age because like, oh, because, you know, we talk about certain things. I'll be like, oh, that's because you're religious. You know, you, you know, so, sometimes, not that religion leads uh, uh, your thoughts, but sometimes it has inspiration on the way you think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not a religious person. I have nothing wrong with religion. I think it, it has its place for certain people. Mm-hmm. And I think some people need it. Um, but he, he tells me, why do you always say I'm the religious person? I'm, I, you know, blah, blah. I said, I said, well, 
I don't see the people at the Four Corners rally inviting me to do the opening prayer for the day, but they invite AJ. So thus, which is also kind of weird too, because uh, but no, I mean that's a that's that's from the outside looking in, and I think that's with and you know no uppercut to you, but I just think that that's with. A little, Dang. yeah. It's oh, just it's a little bit. Shots fired right now. Yeah, yeah. In the in the <laughs> same room though. Squish, 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 this squish. is how you do it in the same room, not on the internet. Yeah, the, but it, but it comes down to really knowing my point, my view, and the experiences deeply that I've gone through. That and also, and I think you know, like we had had that conversation, kind of what I would say modern Western Christianity has turned into, mm-hmm. and for the most part. I don't necessarily prescribe to that. When people ask me, what do you believe? Well, I was like, well, okay, if you're going to slap a title on the book, then yeah, you can say that. But the reality is if anybody asks me, I just say, I'm a believer. My faith is very strong. It is very deep, but it's about my personal relationship. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be based on your perception of what the culture is that uh, you're going to slap on my identity because yeah. I don't, I don't identify a, with that. I don't that. believe you need a title for that either. I don't. I, I mean, I, I know it, what I I know what I believe. Yeah. I strongly believe in it, and it has literally changed my life. And when people want to talk to me about it, I will openly talk to you about it. Yeah. But it's not something I need to thump people with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, I'm sure. not that person. If if by my life and my actions, and sometimes I go sideways. I am who I am. Like you know, I when people try to ask me to do certain things, I. I know that puts me in a space where they're going to put me in a box and categorize. Like me. when you got to kiss people at a pal eating contest. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about right now, but it, <laughs> don't look, why are you looking at me like that? I have no, So what we're talking about now, <laughs> so you totally caught me off guard. Oh shit. What, what happened? happened? No, why, why are we going there? Does, what happened? Does, does somebody, what are you talking about? Somebody in this room kiss another dude at a no, fighting contest. Not kiss. Hold, raise your hand if you've ever <laughs> mouth fucked another dude with pie in your mouth at a fighting contest. Not me. You're the only one with the hand up. I don't have my hand up. <laughs> literally, re- <laughs> it's literally resting in a normal. This is like normal table well, gesture. It was definitely taller than all our hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't get any redder. Have uh, red hair if you've ever kissed a dude. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're a ginger and accidentally beard smashed. Tongue, dump truck. Yeah, tongue punched dump truck's mouth. God. With that was such a bad joke on sideways. Okay, so I'll slightly get into it just because you brought it up. I love how, see how we, we you got into a deep conversation. He does the cock ring thing. I get into something deep and he immediately goes, kiss a dude. <laughs> well, tongue well, and mouth. The problem is if I say weird things like that and there's a story behind it, why does it make it my fault? Ooh. That's also like true. Those are weird things to say in this. Because I was getting, people. I was totally getting into something. It doesn't matter now. So here we are. <laughs> so, so we're at the piety contest. I swear to God, man. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, dick. All right. So here we are where he's like trying to do this piety contest on Sunday. Everybody's trashed. It's like the whole entire three day weekend is just, everyone's just on a level of, I want to go home. Right. Sundays. Everybody's yeah. burnt. So there's not a lot of people at the dealership. I didn't really get to participate in, in much that I wanted to while we were there because I was kind of, I don't look at it as being shackled, but when I'm the only one at my booth and I have to 
watch all of my product. I mean, in some yeah. way, you know, I'm like shackled. Right. So, um, anyhow, so I was like, well, he's right over there and I'm going to participate. Right. And there were some friends that were willing to watch it for a little bit. So he starts the, this painting contest and he grabs probably the dirtiest tabletop that had bird shit all over it. And he lays out these four cold pies. It's apple pie and cherry pie mix. It was the okay. only pie, It was the only tabletop I could find. So then he, I, I don't remember exactly. I remember it was Holden, Justin. Yep, Holden, Justin, me, um, and who else? I always forget his name from Bassani. No, which one's? Was oh, it? your table. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, Holden. Yeah, Justin from Saddleman, and uh, you and Dump Truck. That's it. Four. No, no. Oh, Timmy. No, was Timmy had that one. No, it was. I uh, gave Timmy a frozen pie. Poor girl. <laughs> I cannot. Th- I cannot think of. I cannot think of his name I right don't now. Know. Crucy's friend. Oh, Trent. Trent, yeah. Trent. So Trent. we're so we're all up there, right? And we're doing the thing. And so Justin was right next to me and the pie goes on the table and I'm just looking at bird crap and whatever. Oh anyway, I shove my face right into that pie, just go after it. And instantly it's just like mess everywhere. And then uh, he had his wedding ring like around his neck on his necklace all and it was just stuff pie too. It was, every, all, it was it just was, gross dude and I had it all really over my gross. face and I had smashed my face so deep into it I already had pie goop in my eyes I could not see clearly anything I was looking through like pie goo right it was disgusting and everyone here was like oh go for it red beard whatever and I was really eating it up and then Justin was next to me he was really going for it like I don't know where this kid put it yeah. Well, then all he of a sudden. He was the best, though. You know that was his first Mordisco show he's ever been to. He killed it. Here, Let's not lie. He, he killed it. Here comes the meat potatoes of the story, though. Yeah. Here it comes. Prepare yourself. So then out of the nowhere, from behind <laughs> the, the crowd, someone says, oh, that's what happened. So Dump Truck walks around. He's talking some shit, right? So there's a mess of pie on the table. I pick it up, and I throw it and slap it in his face and shove it in his mouth, right? So right after that, I put my hands behind my back proceed to dip my face right back into this goo and I hear someone say baby bird feed him oh Ugh. I didn't say that <laughs> oh. nope I stand up and I just turn myself to the side you have to understand I cannot see so I literally turn my head to the side and I open my mouth and I start to shoot pie out in where I think dump truck is right <laughs> Just basically spitting it at his face. I did not realize he had turned to me. And his face was right here. Right on top of me. I didn't see it and I didn't feel it. But he was right on top of me and he did the same thing. (laughs) So somehow or another. Oh, dude. So somehow we met in the middle. Uh Okay, so we met in the middle. I never saw the picture. I did not know what it looked like to everybody. All I heard was the crowd all in unison go, Everybody. Wasn't there a picture? Hmm? Was there a picture? Did Justin, somebody post so it? So then Justin George, right, with his 15,000 megapixel, 15-foot <laughs> yeah. telephoto lens from across the parking lot, like, and then he sends me in dump truck a picture. Oh, he sent it to you. Do you have it on your phone? No, I erased that stuff, yeah, dude. I, I was horrified. <laughs> don't make me get it. No, I don't want, I don't I want that truck. out there. So, but I'll tell you this right now. You know what's going to end up on his JG Uncaption page? I don't know. I hope not. Don't do it, JG. I know you're listening right now. Don't you do it. We've already had this Let's see if he's already posted it. Maybe. But so, so then uh, me and, you know, 
I had, I felt bad afterwards because I had no idea what this would look like, and I was mortified, man. Like my when I told my wife the story, we were laughing about it. She <laughs> saw the picture. On the other hand, woo, boy, She's, you cheated. <laughs> you cheated. Wow, like I was putting fires out, like dude. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, it was bad. So then you know, then I had to call dump truck, and I was telling them. So then, and then, this is what I love about dump truck, and this was another epiphany for me on a whole nother level. So I called Dump Truck and I was like, I was really honestly sorry about it. Like I felt bad because then I was thinking about John Oaks having me there and um, and Trevor Bird, you know, the family that owns the the Durango Holiday Davidson, and they were really super concerned with the social distancing and everything that was coming out of out of uh, um, what was it Sturgis that had happened a few mm-hmm. weeks before. So they were really, you know, like heightened level of understanding about and how AJ, this could AJ's look. over here fucking man kissing. Yeah. And then this happens and it was just a bad joke gone so sideways. So I talked to Jump Truck and I was like, yo, dude, I just want to call and apologize. I had no idea. Like, I just saw the picture and this is making my guts turn. Seriously. And he's like, dude, what are you do? You're not my first. That's the first person I was not. And then he goes, bro, just let it go. It already happened. That's freedom right there. It already happened. Let it go. Just move on. Just move on. Just keep going. Just move forward. Just it's already happened. It's in the past now. That's true freedom right there. That's what he said. Those are his words to me. He's not and wrong. He's not wrong. And even my wife afterwards, she, you know, she calmed down. She's like, listen, you know what the reality is? You're having a really good time. Nobody's thinking about it as hard as you are. That's- you're thinking about the perception and you're thinking about everybody else, which I love you for that, but nobody's really thinking about it the way you are. Like it was just a bad joke, having a good time and you know, whatever this stuff happens. And when dump truck said it's freedom, dude, just let go, move on. We had a good time. Sometimes jokes go sideways. I didn't even know you were that close either. And I was like, all right, I'll chalk it up to we're the best pie eaters of all time. <laughs> That's just how we celebrate. It, it, it is. It, it, the, the way that I see it is, I mean, he did win by the way. He did win. Well, he had a whole technique. It's like he'd done it before. He's seen it before. He like he, well, I mean, like for him, he literally, he had a bottle of water there and he would dive onto the bottle of water and suck it down. So it was no hands. Mm. Zero. And that's the thing though. Like when you're eating that pie, it's like trying to suck down peanut butter because of the crust. Well, right yeah. in the beginning, right when he we started, it was go. He grabbed the pie real quick and he flipped it over and Instantly. dumped it out of the tin. And ate it from the bottom. And then from went the bottom. no hands and just started eating everything. He had a bottle of water and he would grab the bottle of water with his mouth. So he yeah, ate the pie ass first. Yeah. Yeah. And he That's uh, his thing though. He was the only person that finished it though. <laughs> like he killed it. Yeah. Seriously. Nobody else could finish it. Uh, honestly. Yeah. He but. really did. But yeah, he won a two hundred fifty dollars Speed Kings gift card too. I I literally looked at that because I wanted that card. I wanted it, and I was like, dude, he just really wanted it more than me. Kiss you for it. <laughs> yeah, you should have asked for it. Yeah, huh? It, you no. should have asked for the card for the kiss. No, it, it, it's all it's all funny. I, First I, off, I didn't even know that's what it was. You have to understand. I didn't even. I couldn't. I didn't know he was that close. I didn't feel him, and I definitely didn't see him. So I didn't know what it was until after know. JG a week or Let two later. Let me see the picture. I'm, I'm gonna see if these these words are true. Truth. I'm gonna see how where your eyes were and how we'll sleepy see. they were. <laughs> Whose head was tilted sideways? Yeah. His uh, <laughs> dump truck's hand was on my shoulder. Oh, <laughs> as long as it's not behind the back of your head. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got I got a ton of fucking just unflattering. 
pictures of me without clothes on. No, <laughs> I'm going to say tattoos. <laughs> but you know, no. see, this is, it's different. I feel more embarrassed. I would rather post a full nude than post my fucking shitty tattoos. <laughs> really? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, lucky <laughs> damn. Uh, wow. Speaking out there, huh? <laughs> Dude, wow. I'm, I'm telling you, there's some wild shit just on the... On, on the, every, they are you on the asking birthday. JG for the picture? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. You are oh. such a penis. Why? I'm going to post it. No, you're not. I would never. <laughs> It'll be next on a portrait next to my shitty back. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Don't. We should do a studio. <laughs> I, love, I love pie this much. I want to go home to my wife and still have an <laughs> opportunity to put down another fifth kid. So A fifth kid? What are you trying to do? Start a little league team? Dude, at some point, this labor's free. Which labor? The the leather work labor? <laughs> yeah, man. What are you talking well, about? Well, you can't charge the same prices then. No. Yes, I will. Oh, well, now it's just slave labor. Of course, man. It's where my margins fifth get kid, better. Really? Are you going for fifth? No. Oh. But I'm not saying no either. Oh, so I'm not just, going for it. It's like... You're leaving it up to whatever happens. Kind of. Rolling the dice. Yeah. No pullout game. Well, I got... I'm, I'm, I'm good at it. Are sort you, of. Are you practicing it, though? Are you practicing the pullout? Just, or just abstinence? No, no absolutely. My wife is hot, dude. <laughs> my wife is hot. I honestly, I blame it on her. Is why we have four kids. Oh, I mean, if she was like okay looking, we probably have two. Oh, fuck. Seriously, we'd probably have at least two kids if she was okay looking. I'd be like, you're such a good wife. You cook for me and you clean everything and you help me with my business. But man, because you're so banging hot, look at we got four kids now. My business is thriving, <laughs> and you're banging hot. Well, you know there ain't nothing wrong with liking who you live with. Right. Yeah. Or licking who you live with. That too. I like my wife. Me too. Do you? Hey, She's a good now. friend, man. Oh. She's a good friend. Oh, She's saying something now. It's like, damn, are you really overstepping the no, bounds? <laughs> I think we've all crossed the line Amy, multiple Amy, times here. Amy's safe unless she's eating a pie next to him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't want to bring this up. Well, this yeah. is not... Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to call you the pie kiss face guy. No, you can't do that. <laughs> we'll figure out something else. I hate you. I hate <laughs> both be, you guys. will be a code word somewhere yeah. down the line. As long as it stays as like an inner joke, I'm good with it. I, I have so many terrible... Inner joke to the whole internet? <laughs> This is what podcasts are about. Just letting everybody else know our inside <laughs> jokes. God, this is terrible. They, they, oh, Sorry, so dump truck. I hope you liked all the talk about motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And by motorcycles, we mean penis. And after yeah. this, and after this, Redbeard will be praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> all you fucking sinners. <laughs> There's plenty of them out there. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> he hands us a T-Rex dick. <laughs> oh, he's real religious. I know. That, that, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like I don't like to get pinned in that circle because the reality is I'm just like everybody else. It's just that I, I make my decisions from a different core standpoint. You know what's weird? Like, I, 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 feel, I feel what he's saying. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not. I, I used to. I was not religious. Then... When an, of, of course, when you're going through a hard time in your life is when you find Jesus. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I've been in those moments. So I, I, I went there and then I thought it was what I needed, but it wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't Same. for me. That's where you know? I went with it. So but I don't I don't hate it. I don't I don't judge it in any way. I don't feel I don't want one person nope. is right over another person. Nope. And I, actually what I I don't say what I get a kick out of. I enjoy going to these these um, uh, let's say. I don't know what you call them, a fireside or something like that, where people come up and they'll give a testimony of how, how um, religion has saved 
then. Yeah, that's you know what great. I mean? And I'm, I'm talking like people like, yeah, dude, I was eating cigarette butts and, yeah. and chewing on cockroaches and And that's what I mean meth, by and the then, people I think that need it. Yeah, it, it's the well, comeback story. I like the yeah. comeback story. Oh, yeah. I think every, everybody have. has one. I mean, for me, I'm not going to lie. I'm just, I, I don't prescribe to trying to make it something it's not. I totally believe in Jesus. I love it. I love him. Good. And uh, this is what's working for me. Uh, and at the same time, you know, I still need it every single day. Like it's, it's one of the things that for me is constantly evolving yeah. my situation. Like before I would have had absolutely, I wouldn't have thought twice about any of the actions that I had prescribed to during four corners or thought about the other person or how it would have affected the other person. Yeah. But because of my faith, I think about those things and it really affects me to think about the other person. It's given me the reason why I take so much responsibility for my actions. And I'm not saying I'm perfect and I don't think any believer is perfect, No, but it's the reason that I know that of the imperfection that I continue to seek after it. See, I, I went when the, one of the times that I've thought about how my actions are going to affect other people is why I stopped doing cocaine. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. The more, you know, the more, you know, <laughs> Well, because I used to do, you know, I'm not like, you know, the uh, occasional party, right? The occasional nose nitrous, as they <laughs> like to call it. Nose nitrous? Yeah, bro. Anyways, <laughs> so what had happened is I get all <laughs> fucked up the night before, always before my wife would show up somewhere. Really? So I go out like the day before to like whatever fucking motorcycle party or whatever, yeah. you know, and then I get super wasted and twice I ruined her time by being so hungover from partying all night that it was just shitty for her experience. Like, you know, or she couldn't have a good time or like, I'm like, nah, I can't even drink. I'm fucking too fucking, there's no way. And then it would ruin her time. And I was like, man, that's fucked up. So I stopped doing that. I really never got into like super. Nah, I can't say that either. I've just, I've done, I've done my irrational thinking in the past. Oh yeah. It's not something I really like. I was never really into that drugs that much. I mean, I, I smoked a bunch of weed like through my teenage years and twenties and stuff. And then, uh, I didn't do cocaine for the first time. until I was like 21, 22. Yeah. Yeah. I was never for me. I was around a bunch of it. Um, cause where we used to get, all hang out, it was always there, but it, like my, my other friends were doing it. It wasn't for me. And then, you know, one day I was like, fuck it. But then, you know, that's it. I've never really done any other stuff. I've never done mushrooms or acid or any. You of know, like the one thing that I do want to do DMT. Yes. I mean, too. if I'm going to be really super honest right now, here. I want to, I, I want to try it. I don't know if I'm ready yet though. I'm not, cause Let's, like I said, I've, I got a bad brain and I, dude, I'm, my, I'm, faith. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you one day I'm going to do it for sure. I real. I'm it's like, man, you see that thing that Joe Rogan did on the on dmt no but he talks about dmt every single podcast oh my god man like if i wouldn't they call it the god drug yeah and it's they say you go into a um well what's the geo what is oh, what's the word of the shapes <sighs> you know i know what you're talking about yeah and i i know the word yeah, the but i cannot recall geometric let's just call it with that is that let's what it's called the geometric shapes yeah something. It works. Yeah, sounds yeah, like a good word. I think you're like right. Ge geography metrics? No, not at all. Nope, not that. Not at all. But uh, anyways, like they say, and then everybody that ha has done it, that I've listened to um, explain it, it's like always kind of a very similar space they go to. A very like, and a lot of people are saying that they believe that that's where you go when you die, like weird shit. That could be weird. You know, the, the other thing that I think is really interesting is how people from different countries who experience it yeah. still have the same experience to some degree. That's, yeah, even like yeah, the blue that's, that's lady. Have you me. heard of that? Mm -mm. So they keep meeting. So there's the same description 
of a blue princess, a blue mistress, a blue, you know, something, but it's always a motherly type that comes to you that has a blue color. Oh, and wow. how do you get the same exact experience yeah. from people who never met each other unrelated, excuse me, in other countries that describe meeting some sort of blue woman like figure that comes yeah. to them and makes them feel at peace and mothers them and gives them some word of knowledge. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. I got that do, to me. I was like, I got to do some meditating and some and harness. But I'll tell you right now, like when you hear about the bad ones, see, I haven't heard any bad ones. Don't tell me about that. That's the problem. Dude, that's that's like what'll get locked into my head beyond nightmare fuel. Uh, and that's where I'm like, this, that's the one thing that keeps me off. Like the idea of wanting to do it because I want to have that experience. But at the same time, the, the bad side of it, woo. I think it's like uh, most things, though. You got to you got to kind of have to be in the right frame of mind. You be with the right people. Yeah. Like I have a pair of dudes that I, if I were to do any mind altering substances with, they would have to be there. DMT is the only one that I could think of that, of all of them, because apparently hallucinogens are coming back again. I wouldn't doubt it. But these but, uh, my two friends Doug and Danny from they're from the Bay Area. And they're, they're just the funniest dudes. They're like, whenever I'm with them, they'll come down and stay at my house and stuff from time to time. Mm-hmm. My stomach hurts from laughing so hard just at their personalities. Like, they're super stoners. When they come down, they're always just, like, super high and baked the whole time. So they're just their conversations with each other. Like, you could be a fly on the wall with a stomachache left from laughing so hard, you know? It's just like those two people, you know what I mean? And they're just so, their energy is just completely different. Like where I, I think I, I have a, I, I like to say I have a positive energy. I would hope so, but I, I have a serious energy. Like I'm a pretty serious person. Our conversations are usually pretty serious, you know, like besides when, we, when we're doing like. It's the word. Yeah. Stomach. Stoic. 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 Yeah. What's that mean? Am I just, a sailor? No, it's like you have a very, you have a very serious. Yeah way about you yeah people have told me that before very layman's way of explaining it yeah my chiropractor one time he's like yeah you're a very serious person i'm like shut up and crack my back bitch (laughs) (laughs) when i heard the word stoic though to me that feels more kingly it does i feel like i'm very distinguished very distinguished stoic i'm just i remember that i I, i'm passionate you know i think like about a lot of things so i think that's where it comes from too and i don't know but whatever uh those two are not as stoic (laughs) so I think those two would have to be around me to make sure that my brain stayed in the right set of, sure. not that that, not that that would, that could change, you know, that yeah. may not do what I would imagine it does, but I think, um, I have it where I, what I get stuck on and why I've never done mushrooms or anything like that is because I'm already worried that I'm going to have a bad trip. And so I think my by my brain sets these like limitations or these guidelines. So my brain has already set the guideline that if I were to do this, I need them there to have a positive out like outcome. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if they're there, my brain already knows what, what, which, which why to take in the road. You know what I mean? So I can't, I'm not, I won't do anything of that one day when I'm ready and I feel like I'm ready. Trust me. I know they'll be happy to come down. I just want to be somewhere or we can go up there and go just hang out in the woods. Comfy. No, I don't want to do the woods thing, man. Because what if I have a bad trip and then I start running through the woods? Well, isn't it like a, a and then quick I meet a Sasquatch though? and then it eats my stomach? Oh, Sasquatch. But doesn't it, <laughs> it? Isn't the DMT stuff in that like a fast situation? Like it's only like for ten minutes or nah, something. No, if you smoke it, it is. But if you do the ayahuasca tea, then you have more of a very long, soft 
kind of a trip. Like how long? I couldn't do that. It could be hours. Yeah, I don't think I can hang for that. Yeah. But the smoking it. I want to do the 10-minute deal. Yeah, the smoking it puts you right in like you're like on a sled. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're just there, and it's very strong apparently, and it's very real and very vibrant. Oh, see, it's and strong then, now? Then uh-huh. Oh, it's that's very actually, strong. That's what I need. I, I'm not, not, not strong, but I, I need to be in, in and, and out. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need, One of my friends actually who did it, and he came over to explain to me his the process of what he, how he went through it. And what his experience was, he said, oh, what's that movie? Interstellar. You remember in Interstellar mm. where at the very end, the do you remember it? At the very end where he tried and he sees his daughter and he's in this alternate level dimension. That's and everything Rowdy, is. Rowdy Rowdy Piper? Huh? Mm. What? The movie with uh, Rowdy Piper? What about it? Is that the movie? No. No. That was the one that we were talking about with Dreamer. Oh, oh shit, when he yeah. put you're yeah, talking about the, the, the yeah, when he puts the glasses on. Yes, and then that's a different yeah. one. I okay. love that one. My but bad. No, I still watch it. I this watch was it. a. It I think it's day. McConaughey's in it. Matthew McConaughey. It's uh-huh. the most recent oh, one yeah, where yeah, they have yeah. to go to all these. Different I know planets. what you're talking about now. Okay, yeah. So it at the very end, yeah, there was a there was something that happened to his daughter where she goes into the room and a book falls out. Then at the end of the film, we recognize and we know that it's him. He pushes the book out because he's on these like streams of vibration, right, and light. So but he can see through it though. Yeah, he can see I through remember, it. And I each one of these movie. things, each one of these vibrational lights is it's tapping into a time and a place. He said when he started, he's like, you know, the end of that movie in, in, in Interstellar where he's in that space and he's trying to get a hold of his daughter. He said it's like that. Ooh, it's, did it's he, like did that. he do the, the tea or did he do the smoky? No, he smoked it. And he said like it, he his eyes were wide open when he went in. So he was in and he, his head immediately snapped back. Like he took this, the heaviest hit of weed and he just went, fell straight back. And then all of a sudden the sound, it sounded like a jet engine being roared up to get, to take off on a, you know, tarmac or whatever. And then all of a sudden that noise being so loud and so full turned into this real laser pin like that. And all of a sudden he's just going down this rocket of color. And then all of a sudden he just slowly just bam. And he shows up and he's in this place where it's just light and vibration or streams of, and when he started describing it, if you, if you read a lot of metaphysical books that talk about astrophysics and they talk about certain things of what the spectrum that we understand versus this versus the spectrum that we're actually living in, it's almost like this drug allows you to cut off your eyes and see with everything else that you have. That's some real matrix shit. That's yeah. what I'm saying, man. And that's like, I'm like, dude, that is a, because they, they always come out completely changed. Yeah. They always come out. Every single person I've talked to and everything that I've read on it, all the stories, they always come out totally changed. Not for the worse. There are times when people get changed for the worse, but they also were doing other things that they had a lot of pent up negative energy that was yeah. really affecting their daily lifestyle, their conversations, their so you thoughts. Gotta, you got to clear your, your chakras I and think shit. So. Before you, I don't yeah, know, that's what I'm saying. I got like, to harness some chi before I'm ready for that shit. I've I I done yoga twice this week what? or last week. <laughs> 
And you're drinking a gallon of water yoga? a day. No, no, dude, because I'm not gay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't use essential oils. <laughs> no, dude, because I'm not gay. Dude, that shit's hard as fuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't do yoga. I don't know, well, I'm, I'm like, uh, my body's super like stiff all the time. Like my, I don't good think because you got a messed up hip, bro. Yeah, first off, I need off, to be more limber. I don't think it's gay unless you're doing Bikrams. What's that? That's the hot yoga. Hot yoga. Yeah, it's like fart I'm just doing it in my bedroom by myself. Like oh, when you're sweating. Look, you're just watching little. Yeah, man. Oh, if the, you're doing the, if the Peloton, that thing. No, but I if have you're a Peloton, if you're doing you yoga, can, it's got all sorts of shit on the Peloton, like the screen, and you what? can just cast it to your TV. So oh, I just Peloton. Do Peloton. I was going to say if you're doing like, like on beach body, no. Then then you're yeah. kind of like Is at she home hot? gay a little bit. What? Is she hot? Beach body. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a series. I don't know. How do you know this? He just watches Billy Blinks. Dude, I like Billy Blinks. Oh, no, I, try, I done it. My I wife's it. hot. How do I sound like I say this? She can't be hot without just constantly making sure she's trim. Dang. Get her in line. Yeah, no, that, that, she's good. that other yogi you were talking about, that's the, it's like a sweat lodge. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. It's like a sauna yoga. Yeah. Um, it was no, named Cause so, so I started doing that. that I mean, like I told you guys, I just started doing that 75 hard challenge thing. It was my wife's idea, but it's cool. We're on day. I think today's day nine. Good for you, man. It's honestly hard. Cause I tried it myself and I didn't make it that far. Well, it doesn't say 75 easy. No, it doesn't. Yeah. We're on day nine. So every day you got to work out twice a day for 45 minutes. I mean, whether it's, I mean, we'll just go for a walk or something, you know, or whatever, you know, nothing. How are you sleeping right now? Uh, I still sleep like shit. Really? Well, like, um, the night before I slept like shit last night, I slept good. Um, but, uh, so I don't want like where, where we live, it's all Hills anyways. So it's like fucking, when you're done walking, you're fucking exhausted anyways, you know, we'll take one of the dogs with us or something. But I was like, ah, I fucking want to walk for 45 minutes every fucking time. Right. So we'll walk like once a day. And then, um, two yesterday and the day before I started riding the Peloton bike again, cause we've had this thing for fucking eight months and I've rode it twice yesterday before. <laughs> That's but, so awesome. Um, you know, but yeah, it's got like, so on the screen, you know, the Peloton has that big screen on the front of it mm -hmm. and, you, and it actually has, you know, the high impact or high, whatever the hit training stuff on there, like all sorts of different, not just bicycling. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, pull up one of those videos and then you have the, you can cast it to your, over your TV if you've got a smart TV. So I cast it over to my TV and then I did the yoga off that, you know, and it's, dude, it's fucking hard, man. Yoga's good, though. I actually like yoga. Oh, it was cool. I mean, I, it, like I said, because I'm, I'm, you know, my my joints and shit, my just... It's low impact. You know, it's like the ride to <laughs> Vegas that we did, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my fucking joints were just hurting so bad for a week after that. Mm -hmm. And then... But also, uh, you're not riding, like, every day or... No. I'm just not used to it. Yeah, but I'm just a stiff... Like, I wake up my back. It's like fucking... If I drop something in the first hour after waking up, it's staying on the floor. <laughs> You know what back. I mean? Like my back is always stiff. Like I just have muscle and back is always stiff. flexibility issues. My wiener's stiff. Such flexibility issues. <laughs> you, you may, you're making my yoga gay. Not at all. Oh, sensual. I think, the, I think the yoga makes the yoga gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I was tripping though. Like I've never done it before. You know, I've looked into possibly doing it just because of my flexibilities. And, um, or lack the, thereof. Yeah. Lack thereof. And after the first one, like during the first one, doing these stupid things and holding these poses for like 20 seconds, dude, I'm just sweating. And it was like the fan was on, the air conditioner's going. I'm like, what the fuck? Did you ever see that video back in the day? I mean, it's it's several years old now, but do you remember uh, Diamond Dallas Page? Yep. He had a video out where apparently that he- That fool was fucked up. Dude, well, he 
Yeah, he made some. It, it looks it looks like just regular yoga to me. It's just you just do this like Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, he had this dude. He was some kind of I think army vet. I think he was a. Like he was doing parachute that, that, jumping. That Chinese stuff. dude, right? That little Asian dude yeah, yeah, that yeah. couldn't walk. Yeah, he and shit. couldn't walk, yeah, and then he lost all kinds of weight, and he can do walking handstands now. He can yeah. jump and run and yep. do all this stuff after doing yoga for like a year. Yeah. I'm like a little boy now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a real boy. It, it, it's weird, man. I just don't want to like. Well, you know, with my hip and shit, like I, I already have it in my brain that one day I won't be able to walk anymore because I know that's going to happen. You know, so it's like I should probably start trying to get there way later in life if I can live that long, you know, then sooner. Plus, I'm going to buy a dirt bike probably today. Do you, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, you know. That's good. Thinking Actually, dirt bikes, man, are like riding on Cadillacs. I miss riding dirt bikes so bad, dude, you oh, know. Oh, man, I miss it the most. And I'm like, we got to, like, I don't want the motorhome to just sit during the winter. I'm like, what is? what else can you do? I'm like, You should come to Idaho and visit me. You live in, you live in El Cajon. I don't live in El Cajon. I live Whatever. in North County, San Diego. That's not a city. Yes, it is. North County, San Diego is a no, city. No, it's, it's a region. I live in Vista. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, so, but it's uh, nice up there. Is it? Yeah. Isn't that where you live too? No, fuck no. Where do you live? I live in good old East County. It's like- That's it's like a good old boy region of San Diego. It's a miniature Riverside. Oh, okay. It really is. <laughs> you got a banging fucking liquor store though when you get off the freeway right there. Dude, that guy's so dope. Did you, you didn't oh, wear a mask was, when you went in either, huh? Fuck no. He yeah. was outside smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I'm like, this fool's outside smoking a cigarette. I'm not going to wear a mask when I go in this place. Yeah, no, he's cool. That, fuck, the selection is killer. Is it big? It's a it's, good size it's, liquor it's store. There. Are you familiar with um, Santee? A little bit. So um, on everything close enough. Uh, it's right there by the 5267. Okay. Right, yeah, off, yeah. The, right off the freeway. It's a Magnolia and Prospect. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, right the there. gas the, station there is um, gangster. So much different beers in their fridge. Like they had an amazing selection. Second Wind Bar or something Corral. Se second or I think it's called a OK Corral Bar. They have a walk-in humidor. I thought it was called Double Eagle for some reason, so I don't know. Uh, the liquor store? Yeah. It, it might be. There's a meme of it because there's, there's um, what the hell is the taco shop right there? There was a gun store right there, too. Yeah, there's there's the, there's a gun store, gun range, uh, liquor store, uh, the bar. Yeah, there's a bar. There's a jack-in-the-box right there also in the parking oh, lot. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. right there. There's, there, there's that, that in-and-out right, right, uh, right next to Gillespie Field. Yeah. Yeah. That liquor store, dude, it's killer. It is very big. They have a giant beer fridge and it's fucking freezing in there for one. But the last time I was there, they did not, they don't sell cigar. I mean, I think they sell like, they have a humidor so now. They do have well, a humidor. They have a small humidor. I remember seeing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I should get, cause so I'm, I haven't had tobacco nicotine since for six I'm a, years. -ish. I'm a, I'm a big, uh, I like cigars. I would like to smoke one, but I'm, I, I get worried that it'll take me back down the hole. I I smoking sm cigarettes again? Yeah, I've been smoking cigarettes since I was 11. It's a gateway. Yeah, I don't think so because I used to smoke pretty bad and I just have it with a glass of wine and just enjoy it. Yeah, everybody's different. Truth. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need a cigar as a thing, so. Addiction is a hell of a drug. It did is. It, yeah. Wait, what? What? Dicks. <laughs> All right, well, we're three and a half hours now, so. That's kind of my fault, though. I feel like every, every single, every, that's not my fault, though. You're the one who brought the dicks. I did that as a gift. I didn't know if I was going to do it on the show or not. I like but it. I'm glad you did. I like it. Yeah, I like Jeez. it a lot. I like don't it a lot. Don't sit here and tell me. The only reason why I even thought, oh, man, Steve's really going to love this is because you went on and on and on about 
how Mark brought you a giant purple dildo to put in your shop. Yeah, it's still in there. That's right. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to add something to his collection. I'm going to glue it right here probably just so it stays there. Of painters. Well, AJ, I appreciate you coming out. I love you, buddy. Love you, too. Love your work. Check out his stuff. He does some banging shit, I'm telling you. If people want to find your amazing leather work, where can they find it? Uh, Redbeardleather.com or Instagram at redbeardoriginal, all one word. I really like this card wallet. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. I appreciate this and the T-Rex dick. Well, I mean, that's secondary. Dickosaurus. Dickosaurus Rex. We know Steve was more pumped about the dick than he was the pretty amazing gift, let's be honest. And it glows. It would be cooler if it was... Don't get there. It is available. Yes. <laughs> In metallics. Wow. <laughs> He's over here like, wow. This is, I'm going to find it. We really, honestly, when He's you think doing yoga next to these dinosaur dicks, I'm going to have a giant yoga dinosaur dick. <laughs> I want to I want to get a giant one put in my front yard. Like you see those people with those T-Rexes. I feel like when we did the podcast with Jerry, we talked a lot about dicks and stuff like this, but I think... This one, broke, broke yeah. Dick record. Yeah, this oh, is yeah. This, this definitely did. There's yeah. a gang of penises in this one. There's yeah. a ton of it. I want to say thank you to Bo for printing these up. Yeah, thanks, Bo. Bo, you definitely know. You, you the dick man. Bo knows. You know how to do ribbed for her pleasure. Wow. Yeah, I mean, honestly, bastard. when you think about the details in that, it it's is almost a, like a spine. It's a veiny, triumphant bastard. But I mean, it's a beast. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a. Beast of, it's got legs, got a massive. T- Can you imagine? Mine has full on nut hair. <laughs> well, that was that was really just the, it coming off the printer, but yeah, but that's fine. Does yours have nut hair? Uh, I don't know. Mine's got these little weird spirals on the bottom of it. Oh, mine, look at. Oh what? yeah, you really do have. Yep. Yeah. He's got like he's he got reach. he's got old man nut hair. Yeah, the top off. <laughs> it already. only grows off the bottom. Everywhere else is just bald <sighs> as a baby. Well, we're gonna end with that. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>